Welcome to Season 3 of the Armchair Athletes on CMRU.ca. We're here to talk the four major American sports leagues. Your favorite sports show on CMRU.ca, hosted by Terrell, Taylor, Clayton, and Will. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Armchair Athletes with Clayton, Taylor, and Will. So, yeah. I might be Zach Laranjo, let's get it comment right away off the top. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so um, got a good show planned. We've got, I think, one of our best lists yet, which is a very high bar already. But like at, at the end of the show, you, you all are going to want to stay for the end of the show because I think we're going to be having fun with that. Oh, list. absolutely. It's going to be top five sports nicknames. So, But um, actually, I'm just going to start off while I remember. Uh, Social media channels, TikTok at Armchair Athletes, Instagram at The Armchair Athletes, YouTube at The Armchair Athletes 196. That's about as many nicknames as we came up with Ooh, each. Yeah. For that's We're going to start running out of 196 puns here. No, no, I, I think I of one every endless. show. I no, no, no. Eventually, though. I feel like we have about 196 196. Oh. I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. that <laughs> so then, and then. We're never going to change this username, by the way, now. We can't. <laughs> yeah. the, yeah, last, the, the last social <clears throat> media channel is Twitter at Chair Athletes, run by Terrell, who doesn't watch hockey all that much. <laughs> I kind of forgot about that exchange. I'm not going to lie. I muted that guy. So if he's if you're replying to me on Twitter still, I'm not seeing it. Cause I, just I think you should. you got to be the admiral. The admiral of the. Yeah, I just I, I argued with him for a while, and then I was like, "What what else do I have to gain from this conversation?" You know, you know what's a bit sad. I don't think I've ever logged into the Armchair Athletes ticket. T- Anything? Twitter? No, no TikTok. I, oh, I take a okay. look at here and there. Yeah, it's yeah. just the the Twitter. I don't really look at. No, One thing I see on Twitter is there's a stupid Adrian Wojnarowski fan account, and they keep posting fake news, and it. Every single time one pops out, I'm like, oh, my God. And then I realize that it's it says Adrian Wojnowski, and then it's just, like, in little, little letters it says fan. So it looks uh, like it's actually his account. There was one that he sent the other day, and I was like, oh, my God. It was, like, um, it was something for the Steelers, and I was like, oh, my God. I can't remember what it was, though. From Woj? Yeah. And, and then I realized after that that doesn't make any sense. So maybe it wasn't the Steelers. Um, I, think, <clears throat> I think we'll just start off here with the NFL. I think we might as well. Uh, in case... You guys were wondering. There actually was a big game on Sunday. One might say the biggest game of the season. You could make that argument. I will say I thought the second half lived up to the hype. Absolutely. It ended up being a really good game. Yeah. I was worried at the start. I was like, ah, it's going to be another one of those Super Bowls. It was a lot of punts. It was a lot of punts. I was hoping. I, I was thinking it was going to be like 13-3. Like, Boring. Yeah. That's a respectable uh, final score for a Super Bowl. I no, think. it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, Will. <laughs> it is, though, because that's her favorite number. Oh. Yeah. My math teacher mm. talked about it in class for like 30 minutes because apparently good. it's like had to do with numbers and how the world is. 13 does have to do with numbers. Yeah, that's but fast. it was like uh, the way that like uh, Roman numerals, was, I don't know. I didn't really pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> you were not locked in. For no, but I just discussion. saw the graphic and I was like, okay, cool. And then I kind of just zone in after that, but uh, I'm a good student, I promise. <laughs> so, on this show, um, I see Sh- Terrell put down on the show plan that the f- this is his first point, but I think we'll save it to the end because I think we'll review the game first and then talk about the l- fallout that's happening more so for the 49ers. Sure. Um, honestly, I think we can start uh, by talking about some of the stuff we talked about the week before and how it came to fruition. We had down that uh, 
the Chiefs' defense was so good that the Ravens were kind of just forced to abandon the run, and the same thing kind of happened with the 49ers, where I think a lot of people were expecting uh, just a big performance from Christian McCaffrey, and he could not get it going on the ground. I, he I still finished with 100 yards, didn't he? Yeah, I was going to say, I thought oh. McCaffrey played well, but as the game went on, they played him less and less, which didn't make sense to me. No, anyways. it didn't make he, sense to me either. The, they got him on the trick play. Like I think if, he had 80 on the ground. 80 yeah. on the ground, and then like at least another 40 through yeah, the air. 80, so he's still 80, 80 through the air too. If yeah, the 40, so he still had a good game. Yeah. Oh if, yeah. If the Niners win that game, Christian McCaffrey probably wins Super Bowl MVP. And I know Jawan Jennings had a huge game as well, but McCaffrey I think did a little bit more in that game. You yeah. know what I mean? So it I honestly might have cemented McCaffrey as one of the best like single season years. Yeah. By so, running back, because we always see a big single season running back year mm-hmm. very often but most of the time it's like a guy that plays on maybe not as good of a team or not a contender that just gets the ball a lot mm-hmm. um, that maybe wins regular season offensive player of the year like what McCaffrey did but then doesn't get all the way to the Super Bowl whereas if you got to the Super Bowl one Super Bowl MVP and offensive player of the year I think there's a, definitely an argument for one of the best running back Individual seasons? Yeah. Yeah. Running back individual seasons. I was seasons, thinking sure. Cooper Cup, but that's wide receiver. Oh, he yeah. He was so good on my fantasy that year. Um, and, <clears throat> but I will say, Terrell, I think you were right that the 49ers abandoned the run, which I think ended up being a bad choice in the end. But. I think, like, and I've, we've said this a lot of times about a lot of different things where it's easy to look from the outside and say, why would the 49ers abandon the run? But realistically, the Chiefs defense, I think, was just so efficient in stopping it that, um, it wasn't a viable option for the 49ers. Like, yeah, McCaffrey had 80 yards, but it was on three and a half yards of carry. And the vast majority, I think, like, heading into overtime, he was at, like, 16 carries for 56 yards or something. So it wasn't like he was lighting them up on the ground. Um, I, I think also it's we're so used to a McCaffrey master class nowadays that it maybe just didn't look as good of a game. But I feel like among normal standards, that was still a very good, well-played game. I think so, yeah. It's, I don't think it's that he didn't play well. I think yeah. it's that the Chiefs were just able to stop the yeah. run better than I think the yeah. 49ers uh, were able to execute it. And this, like I said, it's the same thing we saw with the Ravens where everyone was like, why would the Ravens just not run the ball at all? And it's like it's mm-hmm. not because um, they're just dumb and they forget that that's something they can do. It's that the Chiefs are so good against it that it wasn't mm-hmm. really an uh, option. Mm-hmm. Um, then the other one I have here that I think was very relevant is that um, the 49ers interior O-line was weak and Chris Jones was – you know, lighten people up in the playoffs before this game. And then I said I expected him to have another big game, and he didn't really put up any, like, like if you're looking at the box score, you'd say, well, Chris Jones disappeared. He had a game. sack. I don't know. He did not. He didn't? The oh. only one on the game was George Karloftis. Yeah. And we'll I think talk about Justin that later. Reed. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, no, he didn't have any sacks, but he had a ton of pressures. I have all the stats pulled up here. Yeah. Um, six pressures on 35 pass rush snaps three of which were under two and a half seconds. So he was mm-hmm. getting there, and he was getting there fast mm-hmm. and really just, uh, like, taking Purdy kind of out of his game. Um, so, yeah, it was a huge, huge game for uh, Chris Jones. Now, we talked about maybe Super Bowl MVPs, and now we can talk about So, yeah. uh, last week on the show, I very briefly said, because we all kind of decided who our Super Bowl MVPs were, and I was going to just take a basic Patrick Mahomes. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to just – randomly do this because if it actually happens I will probably be the biggest clairvoyant of all time uh, and I picked George Karloftis to win Super Bowl MVP and if any of you guys watched the game first drive strip sack or sorry strip fumble recovery and I was like 
well, this is a really good start. And then I was like, you know what? The offenses are going to end up clicking, and then it's going to be like a high-scoring game, so he'll kind of just get left in the dust because it's going to be an offensive player to win. And then the first half was the way the first half ended, and I was like, well, right now it seems like he's actually kind of close to leading the, the pack. Then in the second half he had the sack. I was like, ah. But then it just got to the point where Mahomes kind of did his magic in the fourth quarter and killed the dream. Killed the dream. I will say, though, I think he was definitely top five for players in that game. Oh, 100%. I think. Yeah, the, just that fumble co- recovery alone was really Like, enough. yeah. So <clears throat> I, I came close. Closer than I think anybody would have thought. Yeah. Um, so from now on, I think I'm going to pick George Karloftis in every single Super Bowl as my MVP <laughs> for as long as he plays for the Chiefs. Okay. Early predictions for uh, awards next season. Uh, George Karloftis wipes. Yeah. Every award. I think he offensive wins Defensive Player of the Year. Of the year. Off, yeah, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year. I, it would be actually kind of crazy if he won Defensive Player of the Year now. So, George, <clears throat> my guy. You can't let us down, George. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to quickly talk about who I think pretty much inarguably the Super Bowl MVPs were. Um, it's Patrick Mahomes on offense. It's kind of hard to argue for anybody else. I think you could maybe – Give it to Kelsey because he turned it up so much in the second half, but Mahomes really hit another gear as well. I think the other side, though, wouldn't have been Purdy, unfortunately. For it would have been, everybody. yeah, Jennings or Jennings McCaffrey. Jennings or McCaffrey, yeah. <clears throat> and then, and then uh, on defense, I have Chris Jones or Trent McDuffie. I think they could probably share it because they both single-handedly stopped a couple TDs, so hmm. they're both locked down. Um, and then I put in special teams as like, because I wasn't really expecting it, but we all were talking about it during the game. Chris Conley, the gunner, yeah. was having his two tackles on, pun- on on kicks, and then he also had a touchdown. No, he didn't. No, have a touchdown. he didn't. He had a big reception. At big the start reception of the game, and we all didn't know who he was. Um, and then yeah, he had two tackles on kicks. Yeah, um, he was looking. Yeah, I was just not expecting a Chris Conley special teams masterclass, but mm. it happened. Um, and then we had uh, Harrison Bucker for the Chiefs who watched uh, Moody, the kicker for the 49ers, set the record for the longest field goal in the Super Bowl and then went out there immediately afterwards and broke it uh, from 57. Which um, kind of surprised me is nobody's, nobody said a 60 in Super Bowl history. You would think in a game like that they try and get as many points as they can, so I, I think there would be a lot of risks on the I 60 yarders. I think that part of it is that's kind of no-man's-land territory, and mm. in the Super Bowl I think teams are going to be more aggressive, which we did mm. see this game. That's true. So, if yeah, if you're like – Kicking, where would that be from? Like the 43, a 60-yarder? Mm-hmm. If you're kicking from there, you're like kind of no man's land. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then the most prestigious award, the DoorDash Driver of the Week. We had a lot of – there. you could have picked a lot of different people here. Um, I think the the most, like, obvious one would have been number 28 on the 49ers, uh, Darrell Luter Jr. However – Was that the guy that uh, kicked the ball on the punt return? Yes. However, um, I – Truly think that was just so unlucky. So unlucky that <laughs> I don't know if he yeah. was. No. That was not really his. Fu- it, it was his fault, but it wasn't like he it, didn't. The ball didn't came it, no. from the heavens and tapped his foot, and you so could tell he was like looking over to go and block somebody, and yeah. then it kind of like he stepped out towards the block, and then he just like hit like the edge of his shoe. Yeah, unlucky I, moment. That's tough. I, I think you could even argue on that play the bigger, the worst play was Ray Ray McLeod not diving on the ball and trying to actually mm-hmm. return it. Um, and then, of course, that ended up being recovered, and that was kind of like the swing of the game right there. Um, and that, but honestly, I think the worst one uh, in terms of actual players is Deshaun Gibson. Now, this happened. We were watching the Super Bowl at Will's house, and as this play happened, the video cut out, so he didn't know what happened. But it was when the Chiefs went from like their thirty to like the Forty ers ten, and we didn't see the play, and it was a deep ball to McCole Hardman. 
that Deshaun Gibson just like completely missed. It could have been picked off, mm. and I don't know what he did, but he just like turned and looked at the ball and then stopped running and just watched it go over his head. Um, I actually didn't even realize we. I didn't even rewind it to like see what happened. Yeah, we, we all just kind of like oh, in the moment. Must have been a big, uh, must have been a big play. Because yeah. we just yeah <laughs> came back and they were like sixty yards down the field and we we're like, well, I guess we missed something, and then mm. that was it. <laughs> DoorDash driver of the week. Will's Wi-Fi. Oh, <laughs> true. Yeah, Who's I'm your saying. provider? I'm not gonna out him like that. Oh, I was gonna Future say, you can't. There's only two options. You know, <laughs> that's true. There's not a lot of options. <laughs> yeah. One Three. of the two, yeah. Um, and then the other person I'd say is uh, whoever was laying sod right where uh, Greenlaw ran onto the field. He could be the DoorDash driver. Either that or his cleats are too good. Shout out to Nike true. for making uh, non-anti-clog uh, cleats. <laughs> um, so he slipped out. And it was tough. Pop. Yeah, that would just be like that's just so deflating. I would, I'd be so angry. That was yeah, and I have that. I would also say DoorDash driver of the week goes to the guys that were taking him out on the cart and he had to sit in the front that's seat. That's also yeah, true. Yeah, we commented. What's on going that. on there? Yeah, what was that? Why would you want to be sitting like that with your leg bent where you just uh, you would want your so foot to be? Like out, so you it, can like let it, it like chill. It, it looks like a a glitch in like Madden or something. Where yeah, it, it's like they have I was like, why are the two guys that are fine laying on the back on of the, the flatbed? And Dre Greenlaw's like, in the passenger seat. I don't so know. Funny. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm again not a physician. Maybe it is better to have your leg like bent. I have no idea. Maybe but that's why they did it. Even then, why were those two guys on the back of the car? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's true too. But I've also seen like yeah, like usually what they do when that happens is they put like a boot on you, like a yeah, you know those like. Um, they're like therapy boot things. Yeah. They put usually put one of those on so you can stay stable. And he was just like sitting there like normal, like with his feet flat and his knees bent. So like you would think that would put a lot of strain on your Achilles. Yeah, and he looked like much too big to be sitting in the front. Yeah, seat he was like halfway thing. out of the thing. It was yeah. just, that that might have been move. the that might have been the Super Bowl staffing DoorDash yeah. driver of the week. <laughs> We've gone from like the DoorDash driver of the week to like the all pro DoorDash. Oh, that's team. true. Yeah. <laughs> we got multiple. We're gonna have a full team by next season we're gonna have to do it every week because we only started this later on um and then maybe we'll have to do a segment where we crown the ultimate DoorDash driver at some point <laughs> the DoorDash driver of the year yeah 2024 yeah Damn. um might be a good idea that is a good idea i think we should just go into the recap of the game here um we can start off talking about the 49ers then move on to the chiefs um i'm gonna start off by saying that this loss was not on brock purdy in the slightest, he did miss some throws, but a lot of them were because he had Chris Jones like in his lap and was just getting clobbered in the backfield. Um, and this is me saying this as like a as a Brock Purdy hater. Uh, I think he was pretty good. I think there were some bad misses, um, but overall, I thought it was a pretty good game from him for someone that's never played in the Super Bowl. That didn't have the expectations. We've already talked about it so many times. Everybody talks about it. it's the same graphic every single time. Mister Irrelevant. Blah 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 blah. He did play a quite a good game for someone that's never played in a Super Bowl. There's people that make it to their first Super Bowl that play much worse that are MVPs or, if not very very good players. Um, so I think he played a solid game. Obviously, it's one of those games where you're 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 not going to have maybe as much offensive firepower as you usually do because everybody's studying you a lot more. And it's a bigger game, but uh, I think he didn't play bad at all. And there's absolutely no reason why it should be his fault. Yeah, no. Um, I think if you're going to place the blame on anybody on the 49ers, it's really the uh, the defense on, as a whole. And um, uh, he's gone, which we yeah. didn't talk about. <laughs> Defensive coordinator got fired right after the game. That was so. that was the yeah that was what we were waiting to say is yeah Steve Wilkes is gone as defensive coordinator. Um, He'll get another job really quick. Though. He will. Uh, it was an underwhelming year for them as a defense, I think, and especially it really shined through at the at the end of the game there. 
I will say, um, though, they had a, quite a few injuries. So m- I don't yeah. know if it's fully his fault. No, I don't think it is either. I think that he performed well. It was just that um, the plays in overtime where they had, like, six guys on the line of scrimmage and, like, five guys way back, like, past the sticks. So the entire middle of the field was wide open, and they were just giving the Chiefs free yards. Mm. Really did not make sense to me because mm. um, I had it. I have it written down here. You're hoping that Mahomes uh, can't pick up the blitz and throw to the free space, which is something that he does very well and had done the entire game. Mm. Um, and then he did it again, and they got free uh, uh, free eight yards. So I will say it was working the first half. Both, both quarterbacks had like 100 yards passing. So yeah. it was working, and then I think – the Chiefs are one of the teams that are the best at making adjustments. We've seen it every single year in the Super Bowl. It seems like they're down by ten, at least 10 points at half, um, and they always come back and turn it on at the end. We may, I said that during the show when, when the 49ers scored um, that they left way too much time on the clock, went to overtime, same thing, couldn't get – you have to score a touchdown yep. or else you have literally zero chance. Um, so kudos to the whole coaching staff for the Chiefs. But uh, – you have to play such a strategic game, and you have to score like at every opportune moment that you get. We're not going to win. Yeah, and I think really uh, the biggest issue, and the, a lot of the discourse this week around the Super Bowl is that the 49ers selected to take the ball first in overtime, mm. and then, like you said, didn't score the touchdown. Mm. And I think if you are playing the Chiefs and you know that realistically it's Mahomes, he's probably going to go down there and score a touchdown, you have to put up at least a touchdown because – field goal is not enough or take the ball second so you know what you need i know i, I kind of confused me when they took the ball first i was like that's quite the statement because if you don't score you know i would put a you're lot of money on it, it that you're probably yeah. going to get scored on touchdown it it's it's like i understand i would understand uh taking the ball first if you were going to go for it and try and get a touchdown but mm. when it's fourth and four and you kick a field goal that's kind of tough mm. um i think if you're going to take it first, you should go in there with the expectation that you need to score. I know. I feel like they should have just went for it. Yeah. What's the point of hitting three or what's the point of getting a tie? Like, because if you're getting three, you have to solely rely. Whereas if you're at zero, if you can stop them either way, you'll have another chance. Yeah. Whereas when you just kick the three, you know you have to stop them for a touchdown or else the game's over. I don't yeah. know. I just feel like they probably should have just went for it. Yeah. But yeah. Um, who knows? But yeah, from the 49ers. Um, that's a tough loss. Obviously, Steve, Steve Wilkes is gone. I think the other part is that uh, Clayton kind of briefly mentioned this, is that they're really starting to implode. Like, they have Super Bowl hangover without winning a Super Bowl. Um, I saw a thing on the other day, pretty funny. All of us clown this, the Cowboys. 49ers haven't won a Super Bowl since the year before the Cowboys last won their 95. last one. So, um, Man, there's a lot. And it of- seems to be a lot. <clears throat> it seems to be funny that everybody's like, oh, 49ers are just so good, and they, they never get the hate. Um, whereas the Cowboys get the hate. I think more Although, because of the whole well, America's team thing. Yeah. Um, it makes it a little more obvious. Um, but I do kind of find it funny that the the struggles of the 49ers winning a Super Bowl it gets kind of swept under the rug more than It's also teams. kind of a bait stat, though, because it's like this 49ers have made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. The, That's the very true. The Cowboys have, have had no playoffs. No. It's, just, it's just getting to that final hurdle. It's, yeah. yeah. It get, gets swept under the rug more. Whereas if the Cowboys were the same team like the 49ers and they hadn't won one, I think it would be a, cause a little bit more commotion probably. Um, but I think that also goes to you know management stuff. A lot of people don't like Jerry Jones and uh, stuff like that. And it's quite a big publicity grab down there. So I think maybe more the NFL is in tune to that. 
And I was going to say as well, there's a lot of players that are dunking on this 49ers team around the NFL because, I mean, when you're a good team, you're going to have enough haters as is, but then you talk as much at the 49ers mm. do, you're going to get even more haters. Yeah. Which mm. is what's happening. Yeah, I saw I a little Fletch- Twitter beef Fletcher, between... Fletcher Cox was, the, I think, the first to jump on it. Went right at Debo Samuel after the game. Same with, mm-hmm. um, I saw Trevarius Ward and Sauce Gardner had a little yeah, little fight on uh, um, Instagram. John Feliciano, the guard of the 49ers yeah. who got injured, threw his own teammate under the bus on uh, what would have been the game-winning touchdown where he made a comment saying that... <clears throat> If the guy who was supposed to block, uh, Chris Jones blocked him, then it wouldn't have been an issue. And then Spencer Burford, the backup who came in to replace him, who was the guy that was supposed to be blocking him, replied to his tweet and said, it was like, she logged into Twitter to see this, get healthy soon. So it's like they're not even arguing just with other other teams and other players. They're arguing with their own teammates, Mm -hmm. which is not a good sign. Mm -hmm. Um, But I will say, does it make me a little bit happy to watch the 49ers collapse? Yes. Absolutely, it mm. does. There's just some players on the 49ers that I'd rather see win now. Because now we're getting right into another dynasty. We didn't even have any years off where there would be a change in, in the tide. Like, I was kind of hoping, like, you know, like Brady fizzles out or stops playing. Then we'd have four or five years that where we'd get different Super Bowl winners. And then we get Mahomes. And then now it just seems like there was no time in between. And now we're just going to see Kansas City in the, in the Super Bowl every year. And there's all this talk hey. about them getting a, a stud new wide receiver, which is what they need. And that's only going to help them even more. So, and and for the conspiracy theorists out there, if you look at the Super Bowl logo for next year, yeah, there's red in the logo, so it does look like we're getting the Chiefs back in it. And there's lime green in the logo. And there's a certain team from the Pacific Northwest that wears that color. And we, it's the Seattle Seahawks. So I'll I'll see you all a year from now when. We're talking about a Seattle Seahawks Super Bowl victory, and we're talking about Devon Witherspoon, and certainly not about Joey Porter Jr. <laughs> talking about Devon Witherspoon being worse than Joey Porter Jr.? Worse at what? Worse at what? Well, look at the stats. <laughs> I told you, he's a, he's a doesn't-allow-catches merchant as soon as people start playing better that's against him. That's the entire p- point of being yeah, a that's what I, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> as soon as people start playing worse again, or start playing better against him, then his stats are going to get worse. That's like, fine. He's not even that good. It's fine. <laughs> um, it's fine. It's okay. Um, okay. But we, yeah. made the, we made the playoffs. Um, so that's what I'm riding on. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... I will say, though, there's a lot of good young players that are coming up in the NFL, especially on defense. We're getting yeah. a lot of good players coming in through now. I think in the next couple of years, we're going to have a lot of very, very, very good cornerbacks in the league. Yeah. Joey Porter. Sauce. Sauce. Y'all ain't ready for Gonzo. Witherspoon. Gonzalez will be back. I think if they make some more improvements, he'll definitely be up there because right now he gets kind of let down by the rest of the team, so I feel like he gets overlooked. Um, yeah, there's, there's quite a few good young corners that are coming into the league which is nice, that Um, are actually good and not just interception merchants like all the Cowboys (laughs) corners. So, um, yeah, it'll be kind of nice to see. Um, We want to go back to the Chiefs side of the ball here, talking about uh, what they did well. Mahomes, I mean, really outside of his uh, one pick, which was, I mean, you can't really excuse that one. It was just bad. Um, I thought he played a fantastic game. He really turned it up in the second half, kind of like you would expect him to. Um, He really just took whatever the 49ers gave him. He wasn't trying to force a lot of stuff. Um, 
And I think that was especially the case in uh, the fourth quarter and in overtime, like I brought up uh, Wilkes. And the 49ers calling the kind of weirdo defense where they had six guys up on the line and five back, and they were just picking them apart across the middle. Um, and then, of course, he had his Mahomes. How is he running faster than every other defender on the field? Oh it doesn't God. make sense. It makes me really annoyed. <laughs> it is, It is like, super frustrating to watch because it's like, how is no one managing to catch him? Like, just blows by every defender. doesn't matter who it is. Um and it's like he's just one step faster than whoever the closest defender is, and it's really funny to watch. Um, and not only that, I think he ran the ball well and then also picked his spots to run well. Um, that fourth and one conversion uh, in overtimes, that was like the peak of the Mahomes. Why? How are we letting this guy run the ball against us this well? Because um, it looked like it was going to the flat to Kelsey, and then he just took it. Um, and as I wrote down here, I was watching the playback. Bosa bit super hard on a fake to Pacheco, and if he didn't uh, didn't crash so hard, he would have been like directly in Mahomes' face, and that would have won them the Super Bowl. So that was a tough one there. Uh, and then directly after that play was the play where MVS caught the ball and then ran like eight yards backwards. Um, I will give a shout-out to MVS because we clowned him a lot, but he did play a lot better down the stretch. Did get the a touchdown, so that's good for him. He, he had – a lot of good plays at the end of the, se- at the, end of the season. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think him and McColl got a lot of hate because they did make a lot of mistakes in the regular season. But they ended up turning it up like the rest of the team at the end yeah. of the stretch. So, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to give up on them. Um, if anything, Rice, I feel like, had the quieter game of all of them. He did. He just Yeah, he didn't put up a touchdown is really the only thing. Yeah. But uh, I think if they can get the free agent receiver that they want, then they have that four, that core of four. Um I think they're in just fine shape because they won the Super Bowl with a, a, their weakest wide receiver core they've had. I don't yeah. even know. if You don't even have to air quote that. I think it is objectively the weakest wide receiver core that they've had since. Yeah, I think Tyree Kill brings that up a lot because all those guys were on the team last year. But they weren't, the they weren't as bad as they were. No, that's true. I think they just had all had an off year, and they ended yeah. up still winning the Super Bowl and having a lot better stretch in Which the games that mattered. So all of them are going to flip the finger to any of the haters and be like, well, I'm the Super Bowl champion, and I did something in the Super Bowl and the games prior. So yeah. I think people are going to kind of forget about that because um, um, I feel like that was a narrative with the Chiefs all the whole year when they started losing. It was just the receivers, 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 nothing well, else, just the receivers. To be fair, a lot of the time it was just yeah. the receivers. It was just the big plays down the stretch in a lot of those close games where they, yeah. they let it down. But yeah. And then it seemed like in the playoffs it was the other way around, mm-hmm. and they would they would clutch up. So, again, I'm not a Chiefs fan, but they all stepped up. So um, Yeah, the other thing I wanted to look at is I had seen the – Play by Kelsey to set up the field goal to send it to overtime. I was like, how fast was he running on that play? And they tracked him at uh, 19.68 miles an hour, and that's the fastest he's ran in seven seasons. Hmm. So it's like he just remembered that he could run fast and he saved it all for that one spot. What is that in kilometers? That's pretty fast. It's like 30, 30, it no, was 27 kilometers an hour-ish. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what the conversion is. I'm going to be honest with you. We're not doing math live on air, mm, folks. We're no. here to do sports. It's just because it's funny because I feel like that's weird because NFL tracks it in that. But, like, for soccer, for example, they track it in kilometers per hour. Oh. I think hockey, they track it kilometers per hour, like when they do, like, the fastest person that yeah. played in the game. So it's it's kind of weird to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess American sport. American, yeah. USA, <laughs> USA. Um, yeah. But then I was just, yeah, I was, I was just going through watching all the Kelsey receptions. And it was really funny to watch because his first one was at 1140 in the first quarter. And then his second was at 1224 in the third. So he went like half a game without catching a ball and then still put up almost 100 yards on nine catches. Mm-hmm. Um, already talked about Chris Jones and how uh, valuable he was. Um, then the other guy that we talked about, uh, Trent McDuffie, I thought he was fantastic. He really only had that one defensive holding um, that was kind of bad. But 
really got to give hats off to the entirety of that Chiefs defense and uh, Spags, the defensive coordinator, because he was like he just locked the 49ers. Yeah, he's won four Super Bowl rings. I didn't know that. He had yeah, he just had one bad head coaching stint early in his career, and then he's probably not going to get another one now. And he just hangs out in Kansas City for Bulls. Not a bad gig. I wouldn't change. No. Um, Will, coming up to your point here. If you wanna, if you wanna talk about what happened, because this was pretty impressive, I will say. I'm not gonna go ahead and take the nickname from Clayton <laughs> of the clairvoyant, but not only did I predict a certain uh, camera shot of LeBron, uh, which that was, was, it was wild. It was pretty, pretty impressive. impressive. Yeah. yeah, not to say myself, but uh, <laughs> I also got the Gatorade color. And if you listened last week, you heard my theory. And it came true, and I was pretty hyped. I think I actually, like, full-out yelled. That was probably yeah. the only yell that I had during the whole game. I was going to say it was a bit of a bummer. But yeah. it was weird because they, they threw it us all for the loop because they only, they only tossed the Gatorade, like, quite a bit after. It, they, it was they late. didn't show it, it until way, way after. Because yeah. we had the discussion that they didn't throw any Gatorade. They I know. Anything. I was, like, talking to a couple of friends. I was like, wow, it's kind of anticlimactic. No Gatorade. Mm-hmm. And then literally right. as I was texting, I was like, saw me doused. I was like, mm-hmm. ah. So, so that's my that's my victory lap. My victory lap was... I. At the start of the last week on the show, we mentioned people who might be in a <laughs> duet with Usher or whatever. And I didn't really know that many Usher songs. And then I got thinking before the game, I'm like, well, doesn't he have that Yeah song with Lil John? And then, yeah. 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 <laughs> and then, so at the, st- and at the start of the halftime show, I, I figured, I, I told you guys, I bet you Lil John's going to be his one guest. And that was that was a very, actually, easy shout to make because of the whole ownership that he has in Vegas for, for hockey. Yeah. So it did yeah. make a lot of sense. Yeah. After you said it, I was like, if there's anybody to come out. And I was surprised that Ludacris came out, honestly, because he doesn't have that big of a, a, a feature in that song. But. And, and Lil John was wearing the Golden Knights Stanley Cup championship ring. I did see that. Uh, it might be my favorite moment from this Super Bowl <laughs> from two teams that I don't like. I think the best moment was the girl fake playing the guitar. That's up there. She was, yeah. I don't know. That guitar solo was. I thought so like it, I could tell, and I was like, okay, her fingers didn't move for the last like fun, six though. notes. It was, it was cool. It was yeah. just vibes. It wasn't. It was. A, it was a very. De- it, it wasn't the worst Super Bowl halftime. I don't think. I, I thought think, it was good. I think the like it started off really slow, and it was just kind of Usher like walking. The thing around is, dancing. Usher songs are a lot of Usher songs are slow. Yeah. Like his yeah. catalog is a lot of more like romantic slow songs. Yeah. So you it's know, tough. And and I'm not a big. Uh, the 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 music that gets played at the halftime shows for the Super Bowl isn't the music that I listen to. Music that I listen to probably won't ever play the halftime show again, unless maybe like they get Metallica or something. Yeah. But and so, but I thought it was I thought it was very good. I thought that he put on a good show, anyways. So. I I thought it was yeah like I don't think it was bad. I just thought that it really picked up in the second half of the show because then they started having people coming out and he was on the stage and the mm-hmm. songs were better and it was rollerblading like, okay. was pretty. The rollerblading, yeah, that's true. Pretty cool. Sliding through. Yeah. Was it Ludacris or Lil John's legs? Who was it that he slid through? Or was it uh, uh see, It was Will I Am. Will I, I Am, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that I, was another really guy. Cool. I was like, oh, because we all who did we all think it was? I swear some, we thought it was somebody. Some, someone said it was Kanye. And ah, I, yes, I they're not bringing Kanye. No, I thought stage. her. Was uh, Northwest? Okay. Yeah. No. I no. I think we all said Kanye though, because he was wearing the glasses that he usually Kanye usually wears, yeah. and he had like the I, hood over. And I was like, okay, usually Kanye like goes with like a mask in public and stuff, so maybe that's what he's doing. And then I later found out that he got banned from the Super Bowl. Which I was, was gonna say fun. they're not letting him back in. Yeah. He he unfortunately has burned a few bridges. That mm-hmm. man. Well, um, did you guys hear the reason why he actually got banned? 
for the Super Bowl? No, no, it wasn't because of comments. It was because he bought two seats right in front of Taylor Swift's box. Because he's trying to get airtime when they every single time they flipped over to <laughs> flipped over to Taylor Swift. Uh, they gotta they gotta just like lock that man in a room for a while and let him figure his stuff out. Yeah, I don't know if that'll help. No, probably not. Probably make it even worse. <laughs> yeah, maybe you don't want to be alone with his thoughts. Yeah. Um, um, but I mean, unless if you guys have anything else that you think I missed, um, I don't think so. for I think the Super Bowl, we pretty can, much ran moving. I mean, congratulations to the Kansas Chiefs. City Chiefs. I don't know. I'm ho- I'm hoping for a. Uh, I'm hoping for a different Super Bowl next year. It probably won't happen, but it would be kind of cool to see two different teams. I'm I'm hoping on the Lions. I think they're they were close, and then I think they could have won that game. So I'm hoping for the Lions. Of course, I'm hoping for the Steelers. Obviously, Steelers a little less that realistic. Be, but um, how about Steelers led by Justin Fields to the Super Bowl? That would be actually insane because everybody doesn't like Justin Fields. So. I, I think I wouldn't mind it. I think Drake May and the New England Patriots will be going to the Super Bowl. I think they're restarting there. That's Jaden Daniels. Do you think it's Jaden Daniels? Daniels. Daniels. It has to be Jaden Daniels. I don't know. I just saw a freaking mock draft right now, and they said that the Steelers are going to take JJ McCarthy. I don't want him in the first. Yeah, because <laughs> we're supposed to get. There's a trade that hasn't been confirmed yet, but there's supposed to be a trade that we're supposed to trade up to the 15th overall pick from the 21st or something like that. I saw. Um, and they're like, "Yeah, we're going to take JJ McCarthy." I was like, "No." That just screams Kenny Pickett to me like he just screams Kenny Pickett what do you mean system quarterback want a natty doing want a nothing na- uh, want a natty doing absolutely zero I, I'd I, rather pe- I'd rather Penix and Penix is uh, he's not even supposed to go in the top two rounds I'd rather take him I honestly that's I don't think that's that crazy of a take I've seen I don't uh, that's McCarthy, crazy of a take at all McCarthy going as high as number six to the Falcons which I do not agree with so that's another that's another like the Falcons are not going to improve no. With J.J. McCarthy. No. No team's going to improve J.J. McCarthy. I don't, I don't like him. He's, again, like you just said, he's a system quarterback. He's a system quarterback that I feel is less talented than Purdy, and I don't know if that's a yeah. wild shout. I don't even I think, think he's a crazy. less talented Purdy, and Purdy is the system quarterback. I don't think, it, I don't think so that's crazy. I, think, I yeah. will be very disappointed if that's what they decide to do. Um, but I've also heard a lot of things going around that Rudolph wants to leave now and potentially go and seek another job. So... Go and lead a team to the Super Bowl. <laughs> so I'm like, well, we're gonna have to. We have to get a quarterback because we already got rid of Trubisky. We have to get rid of Pickett. If he starts next year, I probably won't be a Steelers fan. I'm telling um, you, Ryan Tannehill. He's just, he's on the way. Like I don't. He's just. Oh my God! Like, why are we going for mid? Why are we going for mid? We have we have space now. Like, Listen, let's, if you want a quarterback to lead you to a nine and eight season to save your 500 winning streak, it's Ryan. Bring in Ryan Tannehill. I would like Fields though because that makes a different offense for us. At least it would be exciting. Well, and we have someone that can move. Yeah, quarterback. We have Steelers haven't had a quarterback that can run since like I don't think ever. Barry <laughs> Bradshaw didn't have legs on him. You had almost retired Mike Vick, and I think yeah. that was kind of it. And again, <clears throat> it, key hint there: almost retired, almost retired. Mike, Mike Vick. So wasn't the same Mike Vick. And then no. we had Roethlisberger, who was probably one of the slowest quarterbacks ever. At the start of his career, he wasn't terrible, but towards the again, end, again, but it that was, was like, not his bread and butter. No, and then it would, I just think it would bring a, another dimension to the Steelers having someone that Go is a threat running. Yeah. Um, again, we don't have to keep talking about the Steelers. But that's my that's my wishes. Don't take J.J. McCarthy. Take a corner like every other mock draft that I've seen. There's the corner from Tulane that was really good this year. Um, I think he was on one of the all-defensive teams in the country. And then there's another corner from Georgia. No, yeah, Georgia, I think. It wasn't there's, Kool-Aid, though. Yeah, um, Kool-Aid's from one. Bama. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, so I would rather take another corner, yeah. help with Joey Porter. Seems like we are a pretty good factory for young talented defensive players so um yeah hopefully again i, I just I, I just can't i 
I'm hoping with all my hopes that we don't draft JJ McCarthy or any other quarterback uh, besides Penix. That's the only one yeah. I want. Because uh, we're not getting any of the we're not getting any in the top five. No, unless one of them does something stupid in real life and gets a draft talk tank like Jalen Carter. Um, I think that would be the only chance we would have is if someone does something dumb. But again, I'm not wishing that on any of them. No. Um, so take Penix with two repaired MCLs. Um, uh, and then I think for to end the football segment, I just want to say that I've been back on my uh, NFL prospect draft film watching stuff. Um, I'm starting to formulate scouting reports and watch film. So uh, I might try and do some like film reviews, see if we can upload them to the YouTube or TikTok or something, um, just because yeah. I think it's fun and I enjoy doing it. So I'll do my best not to be wrong. Armchair no. Athletes 196, 196, the amount of Armchair Athlete film reviews Tara will be doing. The amount of YouTube. hours of film I'm watching. <laughs> I'm in there grinding, folks. The amount um, of times Justin Fields will throw near picks in next season for the Steelers. <laughs> um, the amount but, of catches yeah. George Pickens better have next year. Hopefully. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's, I guess, the end of this year in the NFL. I think overall it was a... I was going to say it was pretty year. good, but I honestly, I think it was just okay. The Super Bowl, pretty, I think, picked it up. Playoffs weren't the best. Rate I was going to say, it wasn't like the most insane year. But I think for all of our teams, we had a lot of downs and a few ups. <laughs> so Some of us more than others. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. We move but, on. But, uh, yeah, I guess we'll be keeping some news. If there's anything that big that happens, we'll talk about the NFL a little bit. But we're going to probably have to switch up some of the segments. But. Speaking of segments that are coming up soon, it is also Mar- almost March, which is mm. my favorite time of year. So we will probably start with Terrell doing his little reviews. I may start doing some March Madness Ooh, reviews. Okay. And we Already. might, uh, we've kind of talked about this outside of the show, but we might have something special coming up for March Madness. For March perhaps. Madness. Perhaps. 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 We're perhaps. fingers crossed would be kind of cool. So keep an eye out. This might be one of the biggest things that Armchair Athlete has done since the, it's, it's, it's since sliced bread, folks. Um, so, yeah, but we will definitely, I will try and do some, you know, some little uh, tidbits on potentially the TikTok and stuff like that, talking about teams and uh, players to watch out for this year's tournament. Um, I haven't kept up as much this year because this year is a very wide open year. Most years there's usually two or three really good teams, but this year we'll talk about it in a little bit more detail. A lot of teams could win it because there's a lot of teams that have choked so far this year that were supposed to be AP number ones, that were supposed to be just walking through everybody that have lost um, so there's not one team this year that's undefeated in college basketball in the Division One men's, which is the first time in a long time. Hmm. So hmm. it'll be an interesting tournament. Um, I saw a few brackets come out, and there's a few teams in there that I was like, wow, I'm surprised they ranked that high or ranked that low. So keep an eye out for that. Um, that's coming up soon. So we will have content. But we, there will, Yeah, there will be stuff to fill it in. Yeah. I will be, yeah, I'll be going hard on the M, or the NFL draft stuff because mm-hmm. I really enjoy it. I think, very quickly, uh, I'll go through the MLB because there really isn't that much news to talk about. It's pretty much just going to be me being frustrated with the Blue Jays again, which tends to be a uh, consistent theme anytime we talk about baseball this offseason. But I've been very vocal about wanting Jorge Soler on my team. Um, and unfortunately, the San Francisco Giants wanted him more than I did, I guess, because he went there three years, $42 million. Um, Ross Atkins, you are n- not my favorite person, I will say that. Uh, more specifically, Rogers, what am I paying my phone bill for if you're not using it to spend on baseball players? I'm going to stop paying it, man. I'm afraid, Terrell, that your money is going to... Fun billionaires' vacations. I was gonna uh, say, Rock at, Ross Atkins got a brand new 
Lamborghini sitting in his garage because <laughs> of your cell phone bill. He's it's it's gonna it's gonna be going to buy the last remaining cell phone company so that it's only Rogers left. Mm-hmm. Can I say something about the MLB? You absolutely can. And since I'm a Jersey guy, okay. Have you seen? Oh, dude, yeah, we can talk about that. Let's. MLB fans need to complain until they switch back, and I'm not kidding when I say that because if they complain, okay, if they complain enough, I think they're gonna switch back. So the what we're talking about is unfortunately uh, though Mike Trout is an enemy of the people. He's an enemy of America. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen. Did he, he do an endorsement of it? Yeah. Yeah. He went on Twitter and said, "I'm just fine with these. I'm very excited. You know, oh, sometimes." Oh, they switch brands. So they so they brought in Fanatics Nike? as a as a like I don't even know like a it's distributor or some I don't know what Fanatics is the distributor I, the, for most. From sports. what I've read, the ones to blame here are Nike. Nike, yes. So they, Nike's not making their jerseys anymore. No, they are. They are just significantly a lower quality so than they were last year. Oh. From from what I'm hearing here, Nike got Fanatics to make the jerseys, mm-hmm. but and they just stick the Nike logo on it, and then basically and just stick the Nike logo. But like, I think they they tell them how to make it. I'm, I'm, I honestly don't know how it works. It's very All I confusing. Know is that anytime you let Fanatics touch a jersey in any sport, it's garbage. And it has never been good, and they it's never, like, you see, there's a... Uh, they try to make it more cost-effective for people to purchase them, so maybe well, that'll be the only bonus no. about it. It's it's They, they make it more cost-effective for them. They keep the prices the same. They make them cheaper. Um, mm. They don't stitch the numbers anymore. They don't stitch the letters. It's all uh, screen-printed on. It's heat-pressed. Um, the letters of the names are smaller. It looks worse. They moved the MLB logo on the back, so it's, like, everything's crammed together on the jersey, like, mm. really close together. It just looks terrible. Mm. It looks um, awful. It's like a like a very all very small changes and yet it looks horrific. I think the biggest thing is just the it's going to be a way worse quality. Um, like you said, we've seen it. Yeah, so that's originally yeah. Like the the letters are so much smaller. Yeah, the name bar is weird. The, the numbers don't bother me. The the name bar is it's weird. Also, like, they they move the MLB logo yeah, down, on the back which of the like neck. why? Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. You're just cramming everything together. Yeah. Mm. Um, what what player was it that? And I'll show a side-by-side here to Taylor. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, they look bad. Yeah, it's just a weird that the n- names are smaller. Like, they're, if straight up, I think what's going to happen is they're going to change it halfway through spring training because they are going to get such backlash. Players have already spoken out. <sighs> no one's going to buy the jerseys either. Mike, Mike no. Trout uh, tried to defend them, but here's the thing is that Mike Trout in this situation is like the North Korean news because he's, spo- <laughs> he's, he's sponsored by Nike, so therefore he's like... A spokesperson is being told to say this. Probably, I don't think Mike Trout actually feels that way. He's just, uh, but it's like also, the North Korean was news. it Mike? Was it Nike's decision or was it the MLB's decision to make it like okay, Fanatics is going to be our new? Well, I think it's going to be everybody. Yeah. Like it's not like Nike got left in the dust because the MLB wanted to do it. Mm. It's just that uh, for the same reason that every team goes or every league goes to Fanatics is that they cut costs and the quality of the products are worse. Um, I have a Twitter account that's just like it's fanatic sucks. Yeah, fanatic sucks, which is pretty <laughs> aptly named. Mm. Uh, and they just they take submissions from people who order things from fanatics that are just garbage. The worst one I think I ever saw was someone ordered a Jalen Hurts jersey and the the print came on angled. It was like tilted to the I've right. Seen, oh, I've seen multiple I've on seen, fa- on like um, Instagram of people getting the name flipped over. Yeah, yeah or the numbers was, flipped over. There yeah. was one that they ordered like a Texas Rangers hoodie and it came with like New York Rangers. <laughs> graphics on it <laughs> which is i mean they almost had it they were this close but not quite so i mean it's just it's disappointing um it's the same thing that every other sports league has done again they're 
trying to save money so they can make more of it. Um, but I think you're right. I think people aren't going to buy it. Although we say that, and every other sports league does the same thing, and they haven't changed back. So will the MLB be different? You're the one that buys all the hockey jerseys. They don't look that bad. No, but those are, I love the Adidas jerseys. Mm. I love yeah. I love the Adidas jerseys. And I love what they've done ever since they took over, which unfortunately now Fanatics is taking over next year. So. And this whole MLB thing that's happening. At first, because when we covered this on the show last year, I believe, when I said that I'll wait till I see an actual Fanatics jersey before I complain. <laughs> but this... This with this is what's happening now with the MLB. I'm like already ready to, ready to complain. complain. Absolutely, <laughs> I think, yeah. There and hockey is going to be the worst because they're already so expensive. Yeah, and you're going to be getting such a garbage product for it. And I feel like yeah, people but, are just aren't going to buy it anymore. But what what confuses me, or I guess it doesn't confuse, but kind of it's like wow, is the player jerseys as well are low quality. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just like. It, so the jerseys that Fanatics, so Fanatics does sell NHL jerseys right now, but it's not what the players wear. The players wear the Adidas, which is the ones you can I buy, buy the Adidas ones off of Fanatics. Yeah, but but they're like produced by Adidas. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's just disappointing. Um, for the final point, for the there really wasn't a ton of news in the MLB. Um, Blue Jays sent Otto Lopez, Canadian legend, to the Giants for cash considerations. I, the Blue Jays at this point, they're running out of people to sign. I think Cody Bellinger uh, is asking too much money, so I don't know if they're going to sign him. Solaire, three years, $42 million was like not that much money. I feel like your Rodgers, you can scrounge up $14 million. You could probably find that like between your couch cushions. $14 million for Solaire. I mean, it's just, it's super frustrating. Um, again, a consistent theme that we've seen with the Blue Jays uh, in this offseason is that they've been disappointing. So, you know what? At the very least, they're sticking to it. They're consistent in their mediocrity. So, good for you, Toronto. I guess we'll move on now to the NHL. I'm going to start out with the losers here because I feel like we Ooh, should. We actually have some? Yeah, we have winners and losers. Ooh. It's the return, Whoa. grand return of... Missed a couple weeks, but that was because there was the All Star break, so there wasn't much going on. And then a couple weeks where I just felt like, meh, I'd be kind of milking it if I scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, yeah. there's not this, always times where this last week I feel like there's deserving winners and losers. So go ahead, Taylor. What were you? Doing? Oh, I was just saying it was the NHL's been pretty decent this last couple weeks. There hasn't really been anybody that's really been stinking. Yeah, and there has well besides. You know, the bottom four teams, it's like, you're not going to give them losers every single time. And then That's, same with winners. It's all been like, it's been a semi-even sort of stretch. I think we're, I'm just going to say blame Edmonton because it's the Edmonton effect where I ha- I hated there for a few weeks where it was like Edmonton was the ultimate loser like every week. And yep. it just felt like every week was the just same thing. Dogging and, on them. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe this will just be something in the future where we only have winners and losers every now and then. I I feel like if I do it every week that I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel sometimes. So, but I feel like this week is a deserving week for it. <laughs> These guys are real losers. They aren't fraud losers. No, the first loser, Pittsburgh Penguins. Maybe I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel with them <laughs> a little bit. But here's the thing: I'm starting to count out Pittsburgh. Oh, don't out, go, don't count out Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang. I I don't care. They're washed. It's not 2018 anymore. Newsflash, people. Um, yeah, I'm starting to count them out. And listen, now Sidney Crosby's having a fantastic year. In fact, Sidney Crosby, I think, is deserving of playing on a playoff team this season. He's had 
I'm not going to say a Hart Trophy caliber season, but he's been very good this year for Pittsburgh. Um, so he's not, but I'm more so counting out the Penguins as a whole because that team has zero depth whatsoever. And yeah, it's, it's tough. And now Jake Gensel's injured now too. Penguins have lost three in a row. They're seventh in the Metro. The only team below them in that division is Columbus, which I don't think they're going to out tank Columbus, but, um, yeah, Gensel's hurt now too, which is a bit tough for the Penguins as a franchise because it was sounding like they were trying to trade him. And it does sound like he's going to be back at some point. I think they said four weeks. So he'll still be back to even play, I think, the end of the regular season here. But I don't know. Maybe it does hurt a deal. I don't know. But I could still see a team like Edmonton or Vancouver, which were, I think, the two teams he was rumored to go to. I could still see them giving up a lot to get Gensel. So maybe it's not all doom and gloom in Pittsburgh. Mm. Um Next loser here, the Arizona Coyotes. I think there's just a ton of doom and gloom with them. <laughs> They're on a seven-game losing streak while the future of their arena, it's up in the air. Um, they looked promising at the start of the season, but they've started to fall off recently. Looks like they're coming back down to earth. I guess kind of their arena is always up in the air, so I can make that point at any time on this show. <laughs> now for the ultimate loser. Got Morgan Riley. Five-game suspension for a cross-check to the head of Ridley Gregg. Because, guys, Ridley did such an awful thing. He broke the unwritten rules. He took a slap shot on an empty net. I think he that's scored a he goal. <laughs> the slap I, shot was pretty I, funny I, from two feet out. I, I, had to, I thought I it had was to, hilarious. I had to throw my laptop out when I saw it. I had to. I sat in my bed. I cried for two hours. I almost. I couldn't handle it. It was too horrific to watch. He could have at least gone bar down with the shot. Not See, I would, I, what I thought was, like, he should have done, like, a Michigan goal. Or mm-hmm. I have it down here. This would have been absolutely diabolical. It, his, he should have had a teammate hustle as much as he did on that play and then Ooh. drop a pass to the teammate and then have Ridley go stand in the net like a goalie and miss the shot as <laughs> like it goes that. in. That would be absolutely I like diabolical. <laughs> I feel like that would maybe warrant a cross-check to the face. No. I feel like I'd be a little angry if I was in <laughs> <laughs> the the one that uh, I was thinking of was to either you either got a pre-selly before the goal you got to celebrate and then wait for whoever is coming down the ice in this case Morgan Riley you got to wait for him to get there and then put it in I think what I would have done I think was if I was Greg I would have just not even looked at the net and just stared at Morgan Riley the whole time I was going in I would have skated the puck right into the net I wouldn't even have taken a shot would have literally just skated it right into the net just dead staring him in the eyes as I would have scored is yeah so. Um, we briefly mentioned the beef that I had on Twitter, and this is what incited it, is that, I mean, Leafs fans, like, obviously I don't watch hockey. Leafs fans are, like, so easy to make fun of. They're the Cowboys of the NHL. They're, yeah. I, I'd honestly say They're it's worse. worse. <laughs> it's well, worse. Yeah, probably. Cause Smaller the market. The Cowboys won in the 90s. Like, yeah. you, like, you have to think that's not too too much of a time ago. No, but I feel like the way franchise. that they both react to hate oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is very Absolutely. similar. I would just say hockey market is smaller. smaller. Yeah. But, um... For, for the Maple Leafs, they are basically the biggest market in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Canadians, because we actually sell out arenas, and not to just lawyers. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Let me ask you guys this. If the Leafs play Boston in the second round of the playoffs, which is very possible, what's stopping Brad Marchand from doing this exact thing? Hopefully he's gonna, he's nothing. He's going to do it, and it's going to incite the same thing. But hang on a sec. It, 
Morgan Riley ain't beating Brad Marchand in a fight. So uh, he's either doing one of two things. He's gonna he's gonna do what he he's did. He's gonna do here. a cheap shot. Yeah, he's, he's gonna, gonna, gonna do. And then he he's suspended for. Another Although fight. I did hear that he's appealing, he's so it, isn't the rules for the NHL when you appeal, if the appeal hasn't been done yet, he can still play? I don't think so. Are you sure? I don't think so. Well, there was the whole Dennis, so the one that I remember, the one appeal. Oh, Weidman? Dennis Weidman from years ago when he cross-checked the ref, and he did an appeal, and by the time the appeal was done, he served, served game 19, and they ended up ruling it went back to 10. So then he just got to play, but he still served 19 games of a 20-game suspension. The only difference w- was he got his payback for the nine, I thought for sure that you were allowed to play while it was still being reviewed for your appeal. I swear there was someone last year, and I was like, why is he not not playing? And it was because of no appeal. Maybe it was in another sport. It could be. I'm not... I'm not entirely sure when it comes to the appeals. They're very again. I, the the best case scenario for Morgan Riley goes from five to four. I don't yeah. think it's going any lower than that. Um, yeah. Um, and you mentioned five game. It would actually probably be about two or three in the playoffs because the NHL themselves have have admitted they give longer suspensions in the regular season. I think the one they mentioned was Tom Wilson years ago, where they said they gave him. So he, that was when he got the twenty gamer in the preseason got mm-hmm. a 20 game suspension for a hit to the head and they ruled they had like a whole big equation it's the only time i've seen the nhl do this was they determined like they released an equation for how they got to that number mm-hmm. and it was like they suspended him 3 in the playoffs before and they said that's the equivalent to like 9 or 6 or so it was 6 i think maybe mm-hmm. so i mean if tom wilson did what what Morton right. Riley did. I don't think he'd be playing in the NHL. He'd be, he'd get twenty games. <laughs> oh, at least he would. Um, Maybe even forty. From from the uh, NHL website, it says uh, the player will remain suspended pending appeal. So yeah, they can't be playing. So he okay. might he might end up serving the five games and then then the appeal comes back and said, ah, sorry, we made a mistake. It, <laughs> it was two. It was two. Because that's no, that's the other part of this. Is it says it says. Um, He's supposed to come back by the 22nd anyway. The player so. will remain suspended pending appeal unless the full term of the player's suspension has run. So, yeah, if they've already gone through the full suspension by the time the appeal's over, then it doesn't matter, and they've already... Well, he, that means he's already served exactly. his suspension. Also, exactly. Can, can Ryan Reeves stop talking? Because uh, no. <laughs> because here's the... <laughs> he thi- is a human, Clayton. I don't think he's allowed... Uh, he's going to stop talking. Um, no, I mean, like... Uh, no, I mean, as, as a person, I don't think Ryan Reeves is ever going to no. stop talking. No. no, but, like... You see in the interviews, there's so many times this year where he's, oh, well, you know, if I had been out on the ice, it, that wouldn't have happened. And it's like, well, you're not out on the ice because you suck. <laughs> wow, you're, That's you're chirping a Vegas legend. That yeah. is a bit Listen, sad. I like part, Ryan but... Reeves. I root for him. He's not a good player anymore. And I still I'm, no. I still root for him. I Locker like the guy. guy. I like the guy. guy, but he's... Locker room guy. That's what he is. Guy. Yeah. Um... I guess we'll move on to winners here because the winners does. I do kind of want to make a point. One more point. Okay. I have two winners. winners to add to yours, but you finish your winners first. There was a whole mix of. I. I there was actually a hotly contested winners circle oh. this week. So, first winner I have the Rangers. They've won five in a row. Really feels like they've taken control of the Metro again, and they were struggling for a bit after that hot start. So, feels like they're back in the driver's seat now. I will say though. Their uh, five-game winning streak may be in jeopardy tonight to my uh, Montreal Canadiens because they're winning one nothing after one. Montreal. I was so, going to. S- oh, oh, geez. Might not be the winners for long. Um, then, and I mean Jonathan Quick. He's been the best Rangers goalie, I would argue, even though he's played I think a lot less games than Igor. Seventh in the NHL in goals saved above expected. But I seen this on Spit and Chicklets the other day. They suggested that with how good Quick is playing. 
that the Rangers should trade Igor Shesterkin for a third-line center, to which I say that gets the Peter Shirelli seal of approval. That is, That's like trading a Lamborghini for a tricycle. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> like, I don't... I, d- I think that would be absolutely awful long term. That would we'll be do it for the Canadians. We got a lot of third line centers you can pick from. That would be an extremely short sighted move. And let's be honest here, I don't know if yes, Quicks played good up to this point. I don't know if he continues on the whole season. You seen it last year where he had when he first got traded to Vegas, he played awesome in the first three games, and everybody's like, he's going to start playoff games, or he should, and then lost the starting job in like two or three games where he just was awful and couple of those games and ended up we know what happened after then um next winner here bobby mcmahon from the toronto maple leafs had his first career hat trick in a game against st louis on tuesday had two career goals prior to that game so good for him fair enough pretty pretty cool story um also in that game nathan walker delivered a huge hit on ryan reeves ryan reeves says if he says that if he was on the ice for that he wouldn't have let that happen isn't Nathan Walker the guy that's like five foot six? Yes, yes, he's nine. I think he's five nine. Yeah, that's why. I, that's why I made the joke. Do you know that he's the first Australian-born player to get drafted in the NHL? Hmm. I think funny because okay. the only reason why I know that is because they played the Canadians the night before, and okay. they said that on the announcements. Um, nice. I think he played for the Caps too, if I'm not mistaken. Do you not? Uh, I'm not totally sure. I know he scored for have to against the Canadians when the Canadians got absolutely smoked the other night, but. Uh, yeah, I all I know is that is a fact. I know he's the first Australian, um, which is pretty cool. Play, he did play for the Caps. He played three games. Oh, okay. Um. So yeah. Um. Gonna continue on here. We've got the big time winner. I made it the Ottawa Senators because they finally found an identity. Yes, they're in the basement of the Eastern Conference. They have no hope in making the playoffs this year. They have won four in a row. They've won seven of their last ten, but I still don't think that they're going to have any kind of playoff push. But you know what? After about seven years, they have found finally found some kind of identity to build off of. I think they can be a team that will tick you off, and I think they need to play into that. And I think you've seen it in that game against Toronto, which has ignited tons of debate amongst hockey people. Um, yeah, so... Sens finally have something, I guess, to build off of, which is why they're big-time winner. Who are your two? Okay, mine are two individual players. Okay. First off, this one is uh, courtesy of Zach Laranjo because he is a Capitals fan. We talked about it. Ovechkin, six-game scoring streak. He's playing good, yeah. Yes, and the Caps are playing a little I bit I like better. seeing Ovechkin play well. I want to I wanna see him break Gretzky's I know, record. and I think now that he's getting these little streaks going if he gets a couple more of these hopefully he can beat the record by next season hopefully because i think if it takes another season after that he's gonna be like 42 yeah and i don't know if it'll take him longer and longer and longer um and then i will say one player from my montreal canadians that is having an absolute stretch right now uri slavkovsky yeah he has Sorry, one second here. Nine points in his last six games, 12 points in his last 11, and 20 in his last 22. An unreal stat that I sent to Zach today. Everybody knows who Jack Hughes is, all-star. In his first 92 career NHL games, he had 14 goals, 37 points, and five power play goals. Uri Slavkowski just played his 92nd game last night. He has 15 goals, 39 points, and six power play goals. So if uh, number one picks we're talking here, 
are starting off better in their first 92 games, your eyes starting to work out. And the reason why I are say— Are you telling me that your eyes, Slavkovsky, is better than Jack? He's not well, joking. Well, <laughs> so far in the first 92 games of the career, he actually is, and that's yeah. proof in the pudding. Yeah. Will he be better? No, because he plays for the Montreal Canadiens. But um, I will say, and I said this from the start, my grandpa— He's probably not listening, but shout out to him. Me and him, diehard Canadians fans. We were both saying the only reason he will ever improve is if he plays on the first line. Yeah. And he's been playing on the first line in the last six games, or sorry, in the last 11 games. And he's been playing with Suzuki and Caulfield, and he's been absolutely tearing it up. Mm-hmm. He's been scoring. He's been assisting. He's had, like I said, nine points in six games. Um, he scored a really nice goal the other night. Um, and I think this is what we needed to see. St. Louis needed to give him the ice time, and they gave it to him, and he is producing. Um, so that was my little rant. I, I don't know if it's a winner or if it's just someone that's streaking, um, but he right now is, uh, over the last two months, he is on a 71-point pace, and in a month, he has the first, he's first in points among players under the age of 22 and second most in under, 20, 23, in under 23, and the person that's leading that is Jack Hughes. So... Is he going to turn out into a Jack Hughes? I could only hope. I would love to see a 40-goal score for the Canes because, like I said earlier on in the year, the last one that <laughs> scored 40 goals for the Canes was, like, 1993. Mm-hmm. It's the longest stretch in NHL history without not having a 40-goal score. Right now, Suzuki's up there. I think he's hit 21 last night, so he might scrape it out if we keep going this way. Um, but, yeah, I just want to give a shout-out to a Canes player that's actually playing really well right now. He's playing super, super good hockey. He's finding really good open spaces, and it's showing off, and it – showing that uh, he he can have stats comparable to some of the better players in the NHL. Obviously, he's not Nathan Matthews yet, maybe. <laughs> that would be insane. Um, yeah. But for some of these players that are getting all this recognition now, in their first year when they had a little bit of a, a rough start, obviously he was injured last year for three-quarters of the year. Um, so shout-out to Uri. He's deserving of that shout-out. Now on to the news. Sean Couturier named his Flyers captain. Definitely worthy of it, but a little bit weird it comes at this time of the season. But Did they not have a captain before? It was Hayes, right? No, it wasn't Hayes. Who was it? Oh, it was Giroux. I don't think they've had one since. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Um, Columbus, they fired Yarmo Kekalainen. Um, I think, once again, I, I'm surprised they didn't wait till the end of the season to do this. Um, I don't know how much they benefit from doing it now. I guess maybe then that way Yarmo doesn't make any dumb deals at the deadline. So I guess you gain something out of that. But um, not a very exciting era of Columbus hockey from Yarmo, I have to say. Yes, they had that sweep of Tampa Bay that one year. But outside of that, it's just been a whole lot of mid for Columbus. Mm. Calgary Flames GM Craig Conroy, he's finally said that they are rebuilding. He's finally used that word. It's about time for the Flames now. Flames fans are also mad because he said that they have no desire to tank. But at the same time, too, what team is going to publicly state we're going to tank? There isn't, I don't think I can list any off the top of my head here. Um, and I do like Conroy's approach. He, he wants to play the young players, um, which is what's happening. And we've seen it work with Zari, Pospisil's playing very well for the Flames, too. Zari's been fantastic, I think, ever since he came into the lineup for Calgary this season. Tampa Bay, they unveiled a new black third jersey today. And I'm going to be honest, it's okay. doesn't wow me. It's not the worst. I guess it's okay. That's all I've got to say about it. 
Um, Phil Kessel, he looks poised to sign with the Vancouver Canucks. He's trying out for the Abbotsford Canucks. I think right now we're skating with them. And this is going to be an unpopular opinion because Phil Kessel is loved by all NHL fans. He's loved by me too. But the Iron Man streak should be ruled over. It mm. should be. It should. And I don't. Th- I think as soon as he suits up for the Canucks, they're gonna be like, "Oh, the Iron Man streak is back." It shouldn't be. It should be ruled done because nobody signed him at the start of the year. Mm. So I saw a funny th- meme saying that uh, the Vancouver Canucks arena is the closest arena in the NHL to a Costco. <laughs> <laughs> so they're making jokes because he's a hot dog, hot dog machine. Mm. So they're saying uh, this is the reason why he picked the Canucks. That's not um, a, honestly. That's a good decision. Fair enough. I. I would do it too, I guess, <laughs> if I had the choice. Um, I don't know if, the, like, I think he could play on the fourth line for the Canucks and be effective. But yeah. um, I guess we'll have to see what it, what what he's like. I think it's okay that he starts in the AHL and see because maybe he goes crazy and then they they pull him up. But um, yeah, I don't I don't see why you don't want that veteran presence on your team. Like, it's not like it's going to cost him anything, and he maybe will help out a bit. Seems to have a lot of good luck. He's won three Stanley Cups. I mean, was a huge part of those Penguins teams. That was when he was yeah. effective, but um, yeah. Didn't play much for the Knights run last year, but mm. still, I guess, maybe a good luck charm, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, MRU hockey playoffs, they start this weekend. The men take on McEwen Griffins. The women take on the Manitoba Bisons. And two games each day, so going to be f- some fun days of hockey. I think both teams have a good shot at not only winning those series, but potentially maybe the whole thing. I think they both have played very well, so we'll have to see what happens there. That does it for the NHL segment, but there is, believe it or not, an impromptu giveaway I'm going to mm. do right now because not only do I want to see who like supports us on social media and all that, but I want to know who's actually listening to the Armchair Athletes. So... Here is the rules for this giveaway. It's happening right now. The first person, so first one, this isn't a draw like last time. It's not by chance. You, this one actually takes some skill. Um, not that tagging someone in the comments and putting your Super Bowl prediction didn't, but like. Um, so what you have to do for this giveaway, go to the latest post on the Armchair Athletes Instagram, which is at the Armchair Athletes. You will notice it is a show graphic with Patrick Mahomes and Steph Curry on it. The first person to comment on this post, the name, first and last name, of the save percentage leader in the NHL gets an armchair athlete's t-shirt. Ooh, huge, huge. And it has to be spelled correctly, too. And, by the way, these shirts, This let me tell you, if you're listening, you're going to want to get on that quick because oh. these shirts... My God, maybe the nicest shirt I've ever put on my body. Definitely I'll just the say that. shirt I've ever put on my if body. If my laundry machine wasn't broken right now, I would be wearing this shirt every day. Yeah. Will, we're going to start printing out new shirts just oh. for you to wear every day. I should comment on our Instagram. Better get, better do it before Will gets hey, there. We already have away. a winner. Okay. Zach Laranjo. Who could have seen that one coming? Aiden <laughs> Hill, he commented. Uh, I he might have texted me, ooh, ooh. Oh, my God, there's a giveaway? <laughs> and, yeah. I think shout I out to Zach Laranjo, one of the most concurring views. There's nobody one that of, deserves it more. I don't think. I was gonna say the only guy that's competing at this point is my dad, and he already has a shirt. So I was gonna Jenna's say Jenna's competing. Also true, yeah. but you got to get the question right, which is the other big thing. Mm, true. And Zach, I will say, is quite the hockey fan, so that may have also given it uh, not shocking, given it a little bit more of an edge. Not but uh, 
Shout out to Zach. I'll yeah. give it to you when you come. Uh, we appreciate we'll talk the about support of the show, the show Zach. but Zach Caranjo potentially could be making an appearance on the show. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. I won't. I won't. I won't say it yet because it's not fully confirmed. But he is coming to Calgary in March. Okay. So I was thinking we might do a uh, number one fan show. So we'll we'll talk about it later. But thank you, Zach, for supporting. Like always, love you, buddy. Thanks for Huge. thanks for always listening to the show live, Huge. which is pretty crazy. Yeah, he always puts the time aside, locked in, listens to the whole thing. He texts me like if I, I could show you guys, he just texts me throughout the whole show. Just <laughs> every single comment that we make, he talks about it. Um, yeah, so and Deserving. he just said you guys are the goats. So thank you, Zach. Deserving. Thanks of that for supporting um, the show. Yes, sir. All right, should um, we uh, move on? Do the NBA. Let's go. Um, I was gonna say I was thinking about this during the hockey segment. I forgot the NHL. NBA All-Star was this weekend. Jana yeah, this just weekend. left a comment, by the way. Oh, I don't yeah. know just hockey, she said. too late. Well, okay. <laughs> Could have looked fair. it up. E for no, but, I mean, at that point, you see Zach's already on there. You just got to let him know an effort was made. Yeah, that's true. You know what? Jana, too. Again, she's, she's shout, out shout, out. shout out Jana. Shout out. Huge. Made the shout out. logo, if I'm not If mistaken. it was a San Francisco 49ers trivia, Zach has no chance. So oh, maybe yeah. that was true. her chance. True. true. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll get into NBA. It is the All-Star weekend this weekend. Uh, pretty exciting stuff. Is I actually like the All Star weekend for NBA. It is fun because it's better than the NHL and it's much better than the Pro Bowl. Yeah. yeah. So um, although the NHL did a better job this year, but I will say I do like the All Star weekend. I yeah. always watch, like especially I'll, with the new format, the way that they do the the point cap yeah. for the charities. They don't do that anymore. Oh, they not, stopped doing not that for that the total game. They just do. Per quarter. Winner, winner of each quarter. Yeah, so... I don't think they have, like, a... Oh, it's not a point cap. I think it's no. just per quarter. Yeah. Either way, at least it makes it a little bit more exciting. Yeah. Um, go ahead. That's that's not till Sunday, though. We got a whole weekend ahead of us mm-hmm. still. Uh, Friday, we got the Celebrity Game, which I didn't even bother looking at who's in it because it's I can tell off you. quite a bit. Who is it? Um, Quavo? Quavo, I don't think is, is in the it. Miz in it because he hit. I don't know if you guys remember last year, the year before, he had a half court court shot. No way. The Miz from WWE, yeah. No way. Mm. I I just I just think Quavo and Justin Bieber like the all time leaders in yeah. Okay. Celebrity um, game stats. Oh, here we go. Maybe Rachel. So there are too. two teams. The team captain for um one team is uh Team Shannon for Shannon Sharp, oh. and the coaches on that team are. Shannon Sharp and Curtis Jackson, mm, 50 okay. Cent. No way. The uh, other team captain, Stephen A. Smith. Oh, okay, that's kind of With fire. two assistant coaches, Little Wayne and Aja Wilson. On Team Shannon's team, we have Anuel AA. Uh, he's a, I think he's Spanish. a Spanish rapper, Musician, sort of. Yeah. Kai Sinat, okay. who I've heard is actually kind of a bucket. Huh? I've seen a couple TikToks. He's actually, he's got a... He's got a nice stroke. Yeah, the Isaiah um, Thomas pots, of streamers. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Connor Daly, no idea who that is. Walker Hayes, never heard of him. Oh, a country singer. Yeah, okay. Walker Hayes, yeah. Quincy Isaiah. Who? Anybody know who that is? Nope. Jewel Lloyd, who I believe is a, I want to say she's a WNBA player, but I could be wrong. Micah Parsons, who I feel I like is going to be I like a, who's going to be like a Miles Garrett, like just uber athletic and probably yeah. play in the NBA if you wanted to. <laughs> Um, Lily Singh, who I've heard of, but I don't know what she does. She used to be like a YouTuber. YouTuber. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, Sir, just that's what the person's name is, Sir. Artist, uh, I think. Yeah, and then Dylan Wang. Don't know who that is either. The other team seems to have a couple more people that I've heard of. Um, 
Meta and World this Peace. Is Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. Meta World Peace. Is that is that Ron Artest? That is Ron Artest. <laughs> Formerly Ron Artest. <laughs> Jack Ryan. <laughs> not totally sure who that is. C.J. Stroud, who I've heard is an actual Hooper too. He also I saw okay. a video um, of him in high school. How he scored forty five points against Jaime Hawkins in high school. How come no Chase way. Claypool is not playing in this game? I don't know. He should. Yeah. You got to be a celebrity to play in the game. Yeah. <laughs> that's a bit sad, but um, C.J. Stroud. Gianmarco Tamberi. I just looked this guy up because I wanted to see Italian high jumper. Oh, so he can slam a jam. He might, he's he probably got a 40-inch vertical. That's huge. Um, Adam Blackstone, never heard of him. Nope. Natasha Cloud. WNBA player? Potentially. Jennifer Hudson, who is a R&B singer, I want to say. Um, Tristan Jass, who I've heard of. Layup guy. T. Jass, yeah. T. Jass. Um, A.J. McLean. Couldn't tell you. I feel like they're getting really scraping the yeah. barrel with the celebrities here. And then Kwame Onwachi. Sorry if I mispronounced Athletes that. These are Kwame. probably just TikTok. So I'm thinking uh, it's going to be a Micah Parsons versus C.J. Stroud masterclass here. Um, Love to see it. I will say Kai Sinat. He, he is a bit of a bucket. I've seen his TikToks. Um, Pure stroke. He's he's not too bad. Um, and then Tristan Jass is actually a decent basketball yeah, player too. Um, but yeah, that's the celebrity game. Okay. I I honestly I never watched that. Um, I watched the one last year, year and it wasn't bad because it's just kind of funny to watch and I just kind of put mm-hmm. it on as a background filler. Yeah. Um. But I also I feel like they had more celebrities that everybody knows. Um. I remember one year Milos Raonic, the tennis player from Canada, was actually crazy. Game. I think he had like five dunks, which That's was pretty nice. crazy. That was pre Miles Garrett era. Um. But uh, yeah. And I don't. There's only one NBA player, which is Meta World Peace. Usually they do two NBA players, one on each oh, side, yeah. right? They usually, like last year, I think it was McGrady versus, uh, I don't remember who the other guy was, but they usually do like two mm-hmm. Hall of Famers, one on each side. Yeah. Um, I think that was also because of the 75th year in the NBA last oh, year, mm-hmm. so they probably did that as well. Um, it's not the best part of the the, the weekend, but no. it's sometimes just funny to watch for the odd minute here and there. After that is the Rising Stars game, which is... That's on Friday? Yeah. It's See, that... I will say, potentially sometimes better than the actual All-Star game. Yeah, I think it'll be good. They're doing uh, four teams this year. They did that last year as well. Yeah, yeah. one team is a G League team, and the rest are composed of NBA players. Uh, Freshman, sophomore. Yep, yeah, and they did a draft this year. So there's three or four teams, I guess. The G League team is coached by Detlef Schramp, a former Pacers player. I think he pl- coaches in the G League now. Oh, okay. I believe Okay. I could be wrong, but I believe you. Uh, next team is Jalen Rose. There's also Tamika Catchings, WNBA player, and Pau Gasol. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, one thing I have to make an adjustment. I did see this. Uh, Ron Holland's out with an injury. Replacing oh. him is Amoni Bates. Oh, bucket, yeah, bucket weird. in the G League at least. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so that G League team is kind of highlighted by him and Mac McClung. Mm-hmm. I'd say are two of the I biggest names. I want to say that uh, Noel made it from the Raptors 905, but I guess he's injured, so he's not playing. Mm-hmm. It. But he did make it. Yeah. Tough. Um, yeah. Um, and then the NBA teams, Team Pow has Wemby, Brandon Miller, Jaime Hawkes, uh, Pajemski, Jabari Smith, Kaysen Wallace, and Bilal Koulibaly. It's a pretty good team. That yeah. Is. Bilal and Wemby synergy. Yeah, yeah true. Uh so that's Team Pow. Team Tamika Catchings is Paolo Bancaro, Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duran, Keegan Murray, Scoot Henderson, 
Keontae George, Dyson Daniels, who is replaced by Vince Williams of the Grizzlies. Oh, Dyson Daniels is injured? Yeah. Oh, he must have recently got injured. I watched him. I think it was just the other day. Okay. Um, And then team Jalen Rose is Chet, uh, Jalen Williams, Benedict Matherin, uh, Derek Lively II, Jordan Hawkins, Walker Kessler, and Shaden Sharp, who is being replaced by Jeremy Sohan. I will say I think Jalen Rose teams might be the best. That was my pick. Probably the best. That's my pick. (laughs) I I mean, Team Powell's not bad. Team Powell could be... I think it'll be between them. You I, know what I it always is, though? Every them. year with the, this Rising Stars game, you always think one team's going to be much better. Like, the sophomore team is usually the one that you think that will win. I swear the freshman team went on a, on a streak mm-hmm. a couple years ago. They won, like, four years in a row. Um, and, obviously, Jalen Rose's team is all second-year players, except for Lively. Yeah, Lively's new. Oh, uh, Hawkins is Hawkins new. Hawkins is well. new, too, yeah. Um, but everybody else is a second-year player. Mm-hmm. I guess Tamika Catchings is mostly. Chat is also technically Also, good. Tamika yeah. Catchings' team is actually pretty good. Yeah, these are all good it's teams. It's a sleeper. It's I would sleeper. say it's them two are probably the top two. I mean, it would be kind of funny to see a G League team win. I don't know. Yeah. I, think, I just don't know. I think Wemby and Brandon Miller are on team power kind of enough to carry him. And potentially. Jaime Hawkins is very good. Jaime Hawkins, Brandon Podzemski. Yeah, they got – really, I mean, all these teams are fantastic. I don't know enough about – Brandon Pazemski, I know he plays a lot for Golden State. He's only been pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I don't watch a lot of Golden State games. No, me um, neither. Unless it's like prime time and it's later in the evening, and I don't have anything else to do. If they play the Lakers or whatever that, yeah. I might watch it. But I've watched a lot about him. Um, Case and Wallace. Who's Case and Wallace play? Jazz, right? No, that's. Uh, that's Kansas George. George. Right. I kind of feel like he's the Thunder. Uh, I believe you're right. Yeah, you are. Oh. I can't say I've ever really heard of him. Mm-hmm. I guess he he just probably doesn't get as much playing time. I was going to say he gets overshadowed by. He's not, uh, he's not really a star. He's more of like a rising star. Yeah, he's playing twenty minutes. Makes again. sense. <laughs> um, I got Jalen Rose. I will say that that those games are always good. Yeah. All athletic. Yeah. Um, fast game. Um, yeah, should be a good game. I, I like him. So that's All Star Friday. All Star Saturday is started off by the HBCU Classic, which is a matchup between two historically black college university teams Mm -hmm. uh winston-salem state versus virginia union uh and then after that we i will say that one thing that's cool about that game counts towards their record season oh really yeah oh that's pretty sweet so that's actually a conference game it's cool Mm -hmm. to put them on the big stage too yeah so those games i remember last year's one i think went to overtime and there was a buzzer beater oh no kidding um i watched the last like two minutes of it Mm -hmm. before this saturday night but, um, yeah, those games actually count. Oh, sweet. Which is kind of cool. Uh, so All-Star Saturday night is started off by the Skills Challenge, <coughs> which is a mixture of uh, obstacle, uh, dribbling, passing, shooting, uh, and then it goes to the precision passing uh, stage, and then they end with the spot shooting stage, which uh, – there's three teams and two players on the all-star team, which is Scotty, Tyrese Maxey, and Trey Young. They've got some experience in that spot shooting competition. Infamously, Scotty and Maxey <laughs> uh, missed every floater mm-hmm. taken. Uh, and I think Scotty put on his Instagram story when the teams were released. He's like, uh, Maxey, we're running it back. Trey Young, you're shooting all the floaters. <laughs> mm. Which I will say, good person to pick. Yeah, that's 100%. kind of in his bag. I will say... If that doesn't happen again and they do play, I think the All-Star team wins it. I'll say the other 
all the other teams, and I'll tell you what. Oh, I right. Think. I forgot you didn't say that. No, no worries. Uh, so there's the team top picks, which is Paolo Bancaro, Anthony Edwards, and Victor Wemanyama. And there's the team Pacers, which is Tyrese Halliburton, Benedict Matherin, and Miles Turner. Team Pacers is going to win. Team Pacers is going to win, I think, as well. You think so? So since they changed the format from a like single-player competition to like a team format kind of thing, mm-hmm. they've always made like two, two random teams and then a team team. Well, last year's the Anacumpo brothers. But like last year, there was the Jazz, and they won. Oh, right. Yeah. And you're the year right. before that was the Cavs, and they won. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's going to be the Pacers. Street continues. Mm. Yeah, potentially. It might be close. Honestly, the Team Top Picks team is not a slouch either. Oh, I don't think there's any slouches mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Like, I just like con- continuity. Mm. Fair enough. I think it'll keep going that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that is the three-point contest, which has Malik Beasley, Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Halliburton, uh, Laurie Markinen, Donovan Mitchell, Carl Anthony Towns, Trey Young, and the reigning champ, Damian Lillard. I think Dame wins. I'm gonna just gonna say my 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 favorite one of my favorite point guards in the NBA. I've said in fault multiple times. When he gets hot, he gets hot. And yes, he hasn't been shooting well from three this year. But uh, the only other person I see potentially winning is Trey, and only because it's another guy that when he gets hot, he gets hot. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know why I have this weird pit in my stomach that Malik Beasley goes off and doesn't miss a shot for some reason. Um, but uh, my first pick is Dame for sure. Well, yeah. Malik Beasley is like the, the what is that polar bear in Arlington, Texas? <laughs> he shoots like forty percent from three every year, though. Fair Just enough. The, his shot, um, like the amount of shots he takes, is a lot lower than the other guys, though. Fair enough. It's just like every other player is like an all star or an all star. I don't know if Brunson is quite the. Uh, He's a decent three point shooter. I just I don't know if that's his game as much as I agree. all these other guys. Is, that's their game. Hal Burton has been shooting at a very good clip from yeah. three this year. So there's another person, and then Cat is basically the best three-point shooting big man in the NBA. He's the last big man to win it. I'm yeah, taking so Lori no though. I think a big man's going to win You're it. You're taking Lori. going to be Lori Markinen. Interesting. Yep. Uh, I mean, he's got the he's got the big man in him, and, he, and he's got the white guy in him. <laughs> Both paws, but uh, mm. I don't know. I think the white guy comes out here. Maybe Halliburton I'll go with. Oh, I think, yeah. Halliburton? Halliburton's got a weird my, stroke, he does. though. My, my Another pause. God, this is just <laughs> tough, guys. <laughs> just I can't say it any you other just, way. Like, he's got a nice jump shot. Got, he does have a nice jump shot. He's got a nice jump shot, but his form is a little interesting. Well, well, let's just say he be stroking that thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I he, don't, it, he is. I don't know about Halliburton's jump shot as much, but he's a fellow Cody Rhodes believer, mm-hmm. so I'm going to go with him. You have to bet on him. Have you seen what his office looks like, Clayton? What? He's got like 15 of the WWE belts. No way. Yeah. Oh, man. He found little, Clayton's new favorite I NBA I saw player. a little walkthrough. Luka Doncic, yeah, move over. Yeah, I was going to say move <laughs> over. Um, but yeah, I saw a little walkthrough of his like gaming setup, and he had all the belts like lined up against the wall. It was pretty cool. For, oh, for context, sick. there was a clip from Pat McAfee Shield posted today where him and Halliburton were talking about WWE. So. Mm. Um, the next part, I swear if this guy doesn't win, I don't know if he should play in the NBA anymore. So, yeah, the next uh, event on the night is the Steph Curry versus Sabrina Inescu three-point contest. And so that's kind of been, like, bigger news because obviously it's Steph Curry, the greatest shooter of all time, versus a pretty new WNBA player who's 
no slouch. I'm not. That's not what I meant to say by my no, comment. Yeah. I'm just saying you're coming up against the best shooter that's shooting from farther back, and he still has exactly. But I'm not saying she, like she broke the record in the WNBA All Star game. So he's so he's using NBA range and balls. She's using WNBA range and balls. So it's yep. it's equal in that aspect, and they both have like the four point circle. Mm-hmm. Mm. Which I think for her, the four-point circle will be just a three-point line for the men's, wouldn't it be? Yeah, but it's still yeah. the same. Yeah. Like it's the same difference, it's, you know? To me, uh, this really, I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go poorly whether she wins or loses because either she wins and sh- then it's, well, she's using the, uh, WNBA ball. Shooting or Curry's from a fraud distance. and then it's just, and then, yeah. come on, guys. <laughs> it's it's going to be disappointing. Like, I wish you, if she wins, people would just be like, congratulations to Sabrina. She did a good job. I think people love be, yeah. to hate on women, yes. especially in Instagram comments. It's like, Instagram's the worst. Man, it's just, it sucks. I will say yeah. the way they could have done this to avoid that is make it like a team thing where they put like the two best women shooters from the WBA against each other versus the two best Ooh, men. NBA, and then, yeah, yeah. and then I don't know, like make yep. some sort of tree yep. so that it could be like that team wins so that we could avoid these negative comments that's going to happen probably yeah. regardless. Because yeah. um, if Sabrina puts up the stinker, she's going to get bad comments. Yep. If she beats Steph Curry, she's going to get bad comments. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, there's really no... It's a lose-lose situation. Yeah. How, about, and how then, about just no bad comments if... Anybody, yeah, come on, guys. The only way Curry gets anything, I think the only way Curry gets anything is if he loses badly. Are, are yeah. you guys trying to reason with Instagram trolls? Mm-hmm. I am. Yeah, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna talk some sense into it. <laughs> Although Curry, every All Star game, he he wins the three point competition. But in the games, we see it as well that he like this is second nature to him. So I don't see why not that he couldn't win. But so in Steph Curry's last win. Of the shooting contest, he got 28 out of the possible 40 points. That's just final round? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's the 2021 shooting competition. This last year, this last WNBA All-Star, Sabrina Inescu broke the record and got 37 out of the possible 40 Which is pretty points, nice. Which is nuts. Yeah. yeah. So, so we'll see. She's more than capable. Absolutely. I think it'll be fun. I'll watch. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's cool that they did that. Yeah. I thought that it would be. It was kind of weird that they didn't put Curry into the regular one as well. But I guess they don't want him to be like tired. Yeah. yeah. Doing both. Yeah. yeah. I get. He's he's won it multiple mm-hmm. times. He's the best three point shooter. Let some other guys shine a little bit. Yeah. Um, disappointing not seeing a Raptor this year in the three point contest. We've had put, a Raptors a few times. We had Raptors. There? We had Fred last year. Yeah, but mm-hmm. who now? Yeah. Who oh no! I guess you can't put him on the Raptors. Quickly. Now. That would be about yeah. the Trent. closest shout. Yeah. Trent. Yeah. I wouldn't play. But I don't think either of them are going in there. No, I, no. I would say quickly could potentially. Yeah. But, um, Next year. Yeah, we, yeah, that's true. We need a shooter on the Raptors. We got Scotty Brady. in the game and the obstacle. And I will say that challenge. is a big, big thing. It's a win. Yep. Yeah. I mean, next year we're going to see Grady Dick in the three-point contest. So. True. Would, he's starting to heat up a little bit now. I'd see Grady Dick good. in the dunk contest. <laughs> That'd be kind of crazy. Keyword might. <laughs> uh, we may as well move on to the dunk contest, which is the final piece of the Saturday nights. And we're all going to be watching. I will be watching. I will, I will watch be it, in attendance. I last, always, last I year's do. Last year's was bad. Or last year's was good. The last year's was good. Sorry. And that's mostly just, in part. I think part, everybody. Sorry. Go ahead. That's mostly in part to Mac McClung, who is uh, coming back, defending his title. He's going up against Jacob Toppin of the Knicks, uh, Jaime Hawkes of the Heat, and Jalen Brown of the Celtics. I will say. I think why the dub, the dunk contest has gotten its like hate in the past couple of years, 
because that 2016 one will never be topped. No. And I think and it's just like, it's one of those competitions. You can only do so much <laughs> humanly possible. Like, you can only, they're, they're leak, like, gravity only allows for so much. Yeah. So you have to get creative enough, and eventually you just run out of humanly possible things to do. Exactly. And it becomes a who hit threw it down harder than... Yeah. Like, That's why they can't let me in there. They know I'd show everyone up. <laughs> if we put it on eight-foot rims, I may have a chance. <laughs> Mini-hoop um, league. Let's yeah. See it. Um, I always like the dunk contest because if there is ever a dunk that's crazy it's kind of fun to watch it's still fun yeah um it used to be my favorite section to yeah. watch i think the three point has started to crest it a little bit now yeah. um but yeah i don't know i don't know who's gonna win honestly i clint is very 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 good but jalen brown also has some bunnies and i'm surprised he's never done one before uh he's never done one before. are you sure yeah i thought he did one like one of his rookie years I no so. i don't think so Okay. But, uh, yeah, I was going to say, I think if I'm going with my gut, I think Mac McClung will win. But I want Jalen Brown to win because I think that will set a precedent for the rest of the league that all-stars and the best of the best of the players can actually go in the dunk contest and do something because they've all been scared to join this dunk contest forever. Like, I know. Like, we have two G League guys in here, mm-hmm. which – Fine, give them a chance to shine, but like, it should be all. Back in the day, it was great. It was always the best dunkers. Yeah, Michael in the NBA. Jordan going in the dunk contest. Like, yeah, you had yeah. Vince Carter, someone that was really good. Yeah, LeBron James never done it, so he like other, he tough, wants other guys to get their shine. He's just that shit. I mean, that's just he's, a bit sad and a bit so poor good. sporty. If he was actually good and he was actually the goat, he'd try to win actually everything that he, he doesn't have enough room on his trophy. George Gamble is a bit greedy, so he, he already had to expand it for the in season tournament. So <laughs> he has room. No, um, I just I just think I just think if Jalen Brown wins, it'll change the narrative. I think I I would like to see the best, like a John Morant. Like why not? Yeah, like dude. Zion? Like, wait, wait. I'm yeah. an in game dunker. It's has like, has anyone like, actually ever gotten hurt in the dunk no. contest? So no. then. Yeah, well, I, I don't think, think that's the reason why. I think it's just they they don't want to get also, flamed. They don't want to get flamed because they don't have any 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 ideas. But John Morant has like a fifty two inch vertical, so you can kind of do a lot of stuff with that. And then, Zion Williamson, like why? Why not? But at the same time, like what do the players have to gain, really? Yeah, yeah, but it's an all star weekend. You're supposed like, to I'm not, like, there I, for I, no, I, I completely agree with you. But I'm saying if if you're one of those players, you're like, why would I? Mm-hmm. What's the upside? Oh, cool, I'm the dunk champion. Well, but oh, you get a nice trophy. But Terrence Ross is known for the dunk. Hang contest. on, a, for mm. ye- for years, the best moment in Toronto Raptors history was a dunk contest. That's, well, that's true. That's back when it was like when everyone was doing good. I know, but you know what I mean. Like that's there is still a like oh, a yeah. bit of a lore around it that it's good to do, and I just it annoys me a little bit that nobody decides to do it because yeah. there are so many very very good dunkers in the NBA that could but do it. It's like it's like a self fulfilling cycle where big name players don't do it. So then big-name players, no one wins it, and then no one cares because it's not the best player. Or it's the it. big-name player does it one year, loses, so he's like, okay, I'm obviously not good enough at this. Or takes a couple cracks at it, Aaron Gordon, which obviously should have won one. Yeah. Um, Obi Toppin, he won his, and now he's, why would I do it again? Mm-hmm. Um, well, his brother's doing it this year. That's true. I, I'm fans. not familiar with his game as much, but, uh, um, yeah. Uh, what was I gonna say? I would like to see a remax, a remax, a rematch of uh, of Gordon and Levine again. For Didn't a third Gordon one. say he's not doing it again? I no, he said he would never do it again. I don't think either of them would do it. No, no. but I think that'd be actually kind of funny. I think it would, it'd be sick. But but they, they would just have to. They would have to not give it to Gordon again. That'd be the funniest. Part I don't know. Like, there's a couple guys that I would like to see do it. Like I already said, Zion, Jaw. Um, 
Anthony Edwards. I want to see a big man in it. Yeah. I think with Dwight like Howard. Dwight Howard. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just don't know if there's been as many big mans with the hops. DeAndre Jordan, but again, like he's like yeah. forty now. He's like, just uh, a power dunker. I mean, I would say I would argue that Dwight Howard is kind of a power dunker too. His one fifty yeah, was true. just him jumping and throwing it through the hoop. Um, he had a Superman keep on that. You know who could have? You know who could have? But I don't think that would hit a fifty now. No. What's dude off the off the Hornets? Nate off the Hornets that went crazy. Oh, uh, Kai Jones. Kai Jones would yeah. absolutely have been in the dunk contest tonight. Oh, yeah. He probably could have won. Shaden yeah. Sharp, if he wasn't injured. Yeah, yeah, true. That guy's got bunnies. Uh-huh. Um, who was the other one I was just thinking of? And now that you said it, I can't remember whose name is. Um. T.J. McConnell, that'd be cool. <laughs> lower the hoop. Spud Webb did it. He can do it. Spud Webb didn't need the hoop lower though. <laughs> I know it's crazy. That's nuts. We need to keep moving. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say if we don't, we need to do this. We can get to our list. Yeah. Uh, either way, um, I think it's going to be Mac McClung, and I would, but I do want Jalen Brown to win it. I think yeah. the safe bet is Mac McClung because yeah. he's been he's done it before. I agree. Who, by the way, judges. Judges. Who is Fred Jones? Former dunk contest champion. I know who Fred I, Jones is. He's the guy that wears the ass caught with Scooby-Doo. <laughs> that's that's not wrong. That's him. <laughs> no, uh, Fred Jones. I actually watched a video about him earlier today. Fred Jones won it in 2004, I think. Oh, was he Timberwolves? Pacers. Oh, okay. And he won it because the other guy simply didn't get a scoring dunk. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh, like you just missed yeah, yeah, until yeah. the time went out. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Well, uh, he yeah. must know his stuff, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Who is Darnell Hillman? Uh, I think he played for the Pacers like when it was the ABA. So oh, it's just so Pacers dunk contest. 90 just, years old. Yeah. Um, Dang, he had a fro on him, too. He did. That's crazy. So that's it for the Saturday night. Sunday, it is the All-Star game, and it's back to the normal rules. Regular game, winner of each quarter. Uh, winning team gives $100,000 to their charity. I like it back at East versus West, though, I will I, say. I enjoy that, too. I don't like the mix, mixing and mingling, I don't no. I think, as much. I don't like the team versus team. No. I think it's better off this way. And we've been over the rosters already, so I think we could probably just move on to Baller of the Week. Woo! All righty. Uh, this week, Baller of the Week goes to Steph Curry. Average surprised he hasn't got one yet. Yeah, I know. He's 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 on a heater. 34.5 points per game, 6 assists, shooting 50% from the field. And this is nuts. 54% from 3 on nearly 17 attempts a night. He's, he's shooting 17 good. Yeah, threes and he's shooting he's scoring half of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Over half. That's nuts. And this is even crazier. 67% from the free throw line. For Steph Curry, that's unheard of. It's only 67%. To be fair, he shot... Very small sample size. He shot yeah. six free throws over four games, which well, is also... So nice. he went four for six. That's what yeah. that's what happens when you're shooting seven. See, like... Yeah. <laughs> that's only six free throws. It's not that bad. If he shot but, 20 free throws... But it's and crazy shot. for him to be only shooting six a night. Yeah, it's just, it is just because he's... If you're shooting from the three 13 times... Yeah. He gets a lot of offensive fouls now. They don't like the leg kick out on the three-point shot idea. anymore, so he's getting left of those. The Warriors went 3-1, and one, uh, two big dubs over the Pacers and the Suns. They also beat the Jazz, and they just lost last night to the Clippers. Mm. Baller of the week, Stephen Curry. Congrats. Congratulations. Bring that, bring that uh, award and... Congratulations yeah. into All Star Weekend. And uh, Mr. Curry, if you want an armchair athlete shirt, because you we've bestowed this great honor upon you, just let us know. Like I will. I want to ask, who do you guys think is All Star MVP for either team? Oh, 
quickly, Luka, quickly, quickly, quickly Scotty quickly. Barnes. Luca and Tyree Halliburton. Mine is going to be on the east side. It's going to be Damian Lillard. And on the west side, it's Steph Curry. Steph Curry's done it before. He gets hot shooting threes, starts shooting from half court, makes them. I don't see that's kind of a no-brainer. And same with Damian Lillard. He's won it multiple times. I think it's always the three-point shooter because that's how you get the most points in the that's game. That's true. If Russell Westbrook was in here, I'd be guaranteed picking him. Um, but he's not, unfortunately, because he's an all-star game legend. He's won three all-star game MVPs, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's two shooters. I think it's, that's what it has to be. I'll take East. I'm taking Jason Tatum. West, I'll take Shea. Okay. There really isn't yeah, a lot a of thought. One. I think it's that Tatum is like ISO scorer, and that's what All-Star game is. And Shea, I just hope he wins because he's Canadian. I I got – for the East, I'm taking Paolo Bancaro. Sleeper pick, though, Trey Young. Paolo Bancaro is not your sleeper pick? No, Dude, that's I, bigger I, sleeper pick than Trey Young. I don't know. I think Paolo Bancaro is just going to muscle everybody else down. Fair enough. Because I feel I think he'll be moved into the starting lineup. Well, they can't. Oh, because of Embiid's angle? out. Oh, because I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I'm taking Paolo Bancaro, sleeper Trey Young. I don't hate it. Uh, Again, I think it's always good to pick someone that shoots a lot of threes. Yeah. Because when they start hitting two or three, everybody just passes them the ball and they shoot it from like half court and yeah. score. And then the other guy comes back, shoots it from half court, and the game takes forever because they score so quick. That's true. So that's my thoughts. Is it was Curry? It's been Lillard. Um, West Russell Westbrook had like 14 threes in the one that he won recently. Um, and that's Russell Westbrook. That's crazy. So usually the the guy that wins the MVP is always someone that shoots a lot of threes and makes a lot of threes. So that's why I picked Steph and Lillard because, okay. I mean, Steph isn't in the starting lineup, but Lillard is. So I don't know. Anthony uh, Edwards for the West for me. He's I was going to say. a three-point shooter, but. He I would, uh, we could also easily say Luca because yeah. he shoots a lot of threes as yeah. well. And if he gets hot, same thing. But he's also a little bit l- more like pass-first kind of guy. So that's the only other thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are that's it. Um, I guess we should get to our list. Move to the list. Yep. Um, I want to preface this because I'm. I feel like I'm insane a little bit, but I don't know if this is true or not. We thought of this because they mentioned Eric Armstead in the Super Bowl broadcast with his nickname being the Blueprint, right? I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if I was crazy or not, but that's where the idea for this list came from, which is top five sports nicknames. Now, who wants to go first? Why don't you, sir? I'll I'm going last. Cause okay. Sure. We'll go this way. All right. So my list. Have a pulled up here. First of all, tons of honorable mentions. I don't want to go through all we of them. Can, so we can do them at the end. At, at the end, okay. Starting off number five and starting strong, I have the big unit, Randy Johnson. Um, number four, this is honestly, I maybe should have put this one higher. I got white chocolate, Jason Williams. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number three, I got the big hurt, Frank Thomas. Two, bringer of rain, Josh Donaldson. And number one, this one's like one of my favorites ever. I have Weapon X, Brian Dawkins. So, for mine, starting out at number five, I've got the Iceman, Chuck Liddell. Yep. Number four, the Intimidator, Dale Earnhardt from NASCAR. (laughs) That's that's a good one. That's That's a good one. Number three from my own Vegas Golden Knights, Wild Bill William Carlson. I love that nickname. That is a good one. Uh, Number two, this nickname holds a lot of weight here in Calgary, Brett the Hitman Hitman Hart. They named a hockey team after him here in Calgary. Um, number one, this is just so sick. The Finnish Flash, Tamu Solani. Yeah. Hockey's got some good ones. Yeah. Hockey's got some good ones. I'm going to go with uh, Marchin, the Polish Hammer, Gortot. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. I forgot <laughs> yeah, about him. Yeah. That Damn, that okay. is a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just look up his dunk compilation. Fire. He yeah. was cooking the Raptors for a while. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, I'm also going with another European big man, the Lithuanian Lightning. Thank you, Jonas Dan, that's a good one. Thank you. Uh, I just wrote that down. You know what? Three in a row. Another European big man, Andre Karolinko, AK-47. Yeah, that's just yeah. We got some good ones. Uh, I'm gonna go with Vince Carter, Vince Sanity slash Air Canada. Yeah. Both just iconic. My last one, it's not a player, but the Showtime Lakers. Like, just being nicknamed Showtime yeah. is just so good. Okay, mm. I got one here. Krishna Koye from the Chiefs. The Nigerian Nightmare was his nickname. Yes, I have that one. Yep. Um, another one. Uh, obviously, one of the most famous ones because it's literally basically his name now. Elgin Woods, Tiger Woods. Yeah. It's not actually yeah. his real True. name. True. Um, sorry, I'm just looking through here uh, quickly here. Um Sorry. Um, I really like this one because this one's just, like, quick. And it's it's a hockey nickname, and I know Clayton didn't like it. But Curtis Joseph, Cujo. Oh, I like that. That's a good yeah. one. Um, uh, the other one, uh, I can't remember what his actual name is, but Night Train Lane. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dick Lane. Dick Lane, yeah. Um, uh, one second. There was another one here. Um, Anderson Silva, the spider. Yeah. Yep. Good one. Um, and then uh, my last one is a baseball one, Mr. October. Reggie Jackson. Like yeah, that I have that one. Because, yeah. again, you say Mr. October, that's the first person you're thinking of. What is, remember Williams from the Kings and all that? What isn't his Mr. name? Mr. Game 7. Game 7. Yeah. That's another good one. Okay. Um, he was a hockey player, and he always played good in Game 7s. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot. The Dominator, Dominic Hasek. There's, yeah. yeah, there's a ton. Um, yeah. Anyways, you guys have all honorable um, mentions. So I was going to say, I'll, I'll go through a few of mine because – I do have quite a few. It's got to be over 20, so I'll just I'll keep some of them short. First one on the list here, I have William, the Refrigerator Perry. Classic. Um, I got the Round Mound or Rebound. Yeah. Um, one of my one of the ones that uh, I don't think anyone else is going to have on here is the Stifle Tower, Rudy Gobert. I saw it, and I – It's pretty it's good. It's so good. It's so good. Um, I did have uh, the Nigerian Nightmare on here because that is a very good one. And then – for a one and two, I got Megatron and Mapletron back-to-back, although Claypool, I don't know if he deserves that nickname anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I think I'll say for the final one, I'll do actually I'll do two more because I think the big fundamental, Tim Duncan, yeah, that's, that's a big so one. Good. And then kind of as like one big encompassing thing, really any of the like legendary defenses throughout the NFL history, uh, No Fly Zone, Legion of Boom, the Steel Curtain, there are so many good uh, defensive nicknames out there. Yeah, My honorable mentions here. I've got it from a wide range of sports, and we talked about this before the show. MA, MMA and boxing have so many good ones. Yeah. Smoke and Joe Frazier, uh, the notorious Conor McGregor. Uh, I've got Macho Man Randy Savage from WWE as well. The Grim Reaper, Stu Grimson, and then there's the Grim Reaver, Ryan Reeves. Uh <laughs> From NHRA, which I don't think any of you guys watch, there's Don the Snake Perdome, Fast Jack Beckman, and then the Surfer Jeff Deal, um, Adam Pacman Jones. Yep. And then I think last one here from, uh, I'll do another WWE. He has three nicknames, The Game, The Cerebral Assassin, The King of Kings, Triple H. Damn. That's the Cerebral Assassin is That's crazy. crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got, I got a lot. I wrote a lot down. Uh Dennis Rodman, the worm. Yeah. Classic. Uh, Chris Boucher, Slim Duck. Yeah. Slim that Duck. Was just funny. Uh, 
L- Lou Williams, Lemon Pepper Lou. Ooh, that's <laughs> yeah. a crazy one. I haven't yeah. even heard that one before. Uh, like Birdman, Chris Anderson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dougie McBuckets, Doug Ooh. McDermott. Sean, The Matrix, Marion. Yeah. That one's just so hard. Uh, King of the Fourth, Isaiah Thomas. Okay. Um, Which Isaiah Thomas? Boston Celtics? Celtics? Boston Celtics. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, oh, I thought of one mid-sentence. I forgot it, though. I got a couple more basketball ones. The Glove. Glove. Gary yeah. Payton. Yeah. The Claw. Ooh. The Claw. I didn't even think about that one. That's a good one, too. The Answer. Yeah. AI. The Answers. AI. Yeah. Um, the Captain. Derek Jeter. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good one. Um, you know when you get a documentary named after you and it's the name of your nickname? Yeah, that's yeah. true. Fair enough. Um, oh, my gosh. There was one other one that I thought of and now I forgot about it. Um, I uh, mean... Oh, oh, there it is. Okay. Um, David Robinson is the Admiral because he went yeah. to the Navy. It's a good one. Um, Super Mario. Mario mm, and Mew. Yeah. That's another good one. Um, that's one I can think of now. Um, Michael Never Swing the Rock Porter Jr. Ooh, yep. The Truth. Yeah, that's yeah, Paul Pierce. There's, I have uh, Reggie White, Minister of Defense. I got Prime Time. Surprised that one. Oh, mentioned. I just thought of one, and it's like the, such a bait one for baseball. Swaggy P. Swaggy uh, P is good. Um, oh, wait, baseball? Did you not say the king big, yet? Big Poppy David Ortiz. I didn't, yeah, I didn't want to say, yeah. Big Poppy is true. That the is king, like, that's well, there's like so many guys that have the King nickname. Like there's Henrik Lundqvist. King James is better. Uh, the one I was going to say is his heiress for Michael Jordan, I think. Mm, that's a good is, one. Anthony Penny Hardaway. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah, Which I think that's just a shortening of his name. Magic so, Johnson. You could, do, you could say Shaq, Magic too. Johnson, yeah. Oh, any Shaq nickname. Yeah. yeah. I think we listed Big him Diesel? off earlier in the season. We, he has like 20 on basketball reference. How, yeah, Big Diesel. That's How do we miss that? I will yeah. say I liked all your guys' lists, and I'm happy that there wasn't like – like, I hate the, a lot of hockey nicknames where it's, like, Bedsy or something stupid like that. Like, no, like, these are way cool. Yogi Berra, his name's actually Lawrence. I did not know that. See? It's, I like, ones that you that didn't that actually know that they had their first improvement. name. The Golden Bear, Jack Nicholas. He actually has golf clubs called the Golden Bear. Phil the Thrill. Clyde yeah. the, Gli- Clyde the Glide, Glide Drexler. Yeah. That's yeah. a clean one. Dollar Bill Kirill Kaprizov. That's actually a sick one. I That's never a heard sweet that one. one. Um, I I was Sugar gonna, Ray Robinson. Sugar Ray, yeah. I was gonna say Joey Bats, but I feel like that one was too straightforward, so I didn't want to mention it. Um, Earl like the that. Pearl Monroe, yeah. that's a good one. The Mailman, yeah. Pistol Pete, got, George Gervin. I think he's Iceman. Yeah, yeah. You the got, Bus, Jerome Bettis. Yeah. I did have that as an honorable mention. We didn't say Black Mamba for Kobe. True. The um, minivan, George Nyang. Oh, you true. mentioned Showtime earlier. Showtime, Patrick Kane. There's also a big MMA one I think we've missed. It, probably the biggest star in MMA right now, Sugar Sean O'Malley. Yeah, that's true. a good one. Uh, Johnny, John Bones Jones. John yeah. Bones Jones, yeah. Money Manziel. Patty yeah, the Batty Pimblet. Yeah, true. Maurice the Rocket Richard. Floyd Money Mayweather. There's, yeah, there's, we can the go juice. on The Juice. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, The Juice is loose. <laughs> the Juice is a good one. <laughs> Maybe one of the craziest ones I think is like the scariest is Wanderlei Silva used to go by the axe murderer when he was in the UFC, so that one's pretty crazy. <laughs> Joe DiMaggio went as the Yankee Clipper. Yeah. Yeah, the Sultan the Swat for- uh, I don't know who Red Ruth. Grange is, but his name is the Galloping Ghost. I don't even know who Red Grange is. That is a 1910 nickname. Legendary sports writer Grantlin Rice gave the nickname- I don't even, What's don't his even name? know what his name is. Red Grange. R-E-D-G-R-A-N-G-E. 
Big Poppy, David Ortiz. Yeah, I already said that one. one. Yeah, oh, Doctor J, Frank the Tank Kaminsky. Oh, Ooh. I had an I had an idea here, and I said this to Terrell. Listen, Edmonton Oilers, you have a prime nickname opportunity <laughs> right in front of you, and honestly, it blows my mind you haven't used it yet. Doctor Dry for Drysidle. Mm-hmm. You could sell so much merch, you would make a ton of money. Willie Mays, the Say Hey Kid. That's, yeah, a, that's good a good one. Ty Cobb was called the Georgia Peach. <laughs> yeah, well, makes sense. Um, by the way, Red Granger is correct. Uh, he was born in 1903. The Galloping Ghost is a very old. That's kind of sick, though. It is good. Um, George Herman Ruth, his Babe Ruth, babe, that's yeah. his actual name. It's George Herman. He's also the Great Bambino. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there's the a lot. Colossus of Clout. Mm. True. There's, yeah. <laughs> We're getting sand lot here. Start yeah. listening <laughs> off names. Yeah, there, there's just so many good ones. Everybody's got a nickname. Most people have a nickname. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think. Is there any other ones that we you haven't know what? said? As a final one, I want to say the kid Ken Griffey Jr. That's should, a good yeah. one. Should have said that one right at the start, but uh, I don't know. I feel like we could go through a list. I think I went through all, all my honorable mentions. Same. Yeah. So I didn't know this one for Charles Barkley. It's Sir. I know they call him Sir well, Charles Sir, Barkley, but Sir Charles, the, yeah. but I don't think it's actually because he was. Knighted or whatever you call it, or what do they call? It? It's I called knighted. It's knighted. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's actually because he was knighted. I think they just called him sir, which fair enough. But Mr. Hockey, Gordy yeah. Howe, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, Isn't uh, wasn't uh, Gretzky like the one, the great one? Great, but great one. So, yeah, yeah. Again, that's one of those where I feel like so many people get it. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. Yeah, because yeah. there's the chosen one for LeBron, but then I think Harper got the same thing. Bryce Harper, not too uh, when he went first going to the MLB. Um, I don't know who Chuck Bednarik is, but his nickname is Concrete Charlie. <laughs> that's a crazy one. <laughs> Robert Tractor Trailer. That's sick. That's a good one. Uh, um, yeah, Wanderlei <laughs> Axe Murder. Axe Murder? Yeah, that was a crazy one. I saw that one, and I was like, right, he did do that. Um, yeah, UFC has some crazy ones. I think the Iceman's probably my favorite from the UFC, yeah. though. Mm. Yeah. Rampage Jackson, actually. Yeah. Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. There's, yeah. There's so many. There's so many. I don't know. I feel like if we want to wrap it up, unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about, I feel like we could sit here and just name yeah. nicknames till the end of time. Um, but if you guys don't have anything else, if you have one final one you want to get off or you think you're good. I, I'm not sure if I said it already, but the Professor Igor Larionov from That's back in one. the Detroit days. That's a good one. Anthony Street Clothes Davis. <laughs> Anthony Day to Day Davis. Yeah. I can't think of another one. Um, Chef Curry. Chef Curry, yeah. I know they used to call like T Ross. I don't know. It's kind of a boring one because it's Taryn yeah. Ross. But um, we got. Uh, I know I'm gonna be driving Blit- home and be like, damn it, Blitz boy Jamal Adams. Oh, true. I was just, yeah, I was about to start going into a negative one and say Demar Defrozen in the playoffs. Oh, oh, no. oh, come on. Settle down. Um, Big Ben. Yeah. yeah, I mean Bam Bam Cam. That's a yeah. That could go high up there too. Gronk. Yeah. Gronk, yeah. But again, I mean, unless if you guys think of anything off the top of your head, for the next five seconds. Slim Reaper. Five. Kevin Durant. Four. Slim Reaper. Three. Two. The clairvoyant. One. Clayton Yates. Oh, there we go. God. That's a strong one to end <laughs> it off on, one. folks. Um, I mean, thank you for listening. Again, that was the uh, end of the NFL season, so we thank you for tuning in with us all throughout it. Uh, again, we'll be back with some draft content. Continue making episodes. Are we going to do an episode next week? Reading break? We could do one online, even. Sure. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll figure it out. There will w- The armchair athletes will be there next week. Do not fear. 
Um, but uh, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. And uh, uh, congratulations again, Zach Laranjo. Yes, Taylor, congratulations, Zach Laranjo. A look on your face. I was just saying, your eyes left Koski scored again. Wow. wow. Okay. He is just cooking. Okay. Your eye, so, the goat, Slavkowski. There's another one for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so congratulations to Zach. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, you will see us again next week. Thank, Thank you very you guys. much. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.